0: Good news, everyone. Talking Futurama is coming back for Talking Futurama Season 2, Part 2.
1: Fresher than a summer ham. This podcast comes every Friday. And if you sign up at the $5 level at patreon.com slash talking simpsons, you can hear each episode as it goes live.
0: That's right. Sign up today at patreon.com slash talking simpsons for $5 to hear Talking Futurama every Friday throughout the rest of 2020 and also all the previous episodes we've done so far.
1: So head over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons now or we're going to clamp you. Shut up and take my money.
2: I heartily endorse this event or product.
0: Ahoy, ahoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the podcast that ruined Buddy Epson's credit rating. I'm one of your hosts, the wise but alcoholic dance coach, Bob Mackey, and this is our chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today?
1: Hey, it's Henry Gilbert, and it says in my notes, I ate (laughs) pee-pee?
0: And uh, who do we have on the line?
3: I'm ever so Gary Butterfield.
0: It's true, and today's episode is Last Tap Dance in Springfield. Tapa, tapa, tapa. Today's episode aired on May 7th, 2000, and as always, Henry will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history.
1: Oh boy, Bobby, the new metal-infused Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack is released into record stores ahead of uh, the film. Uh, termite terrorist veteran Art Davis sadly passes away, and Vladimir Putin is officially inaugurated for the first time as the president of Russia. Don't
0: you mean President Trump's boyfriend? <laughs> Hong Kong? Uh,
1: he was already putting on his uh, chapstick for making out with they President kiss. Trump. kiss. They kiss their boyfriends. It's gay. It's uh, funny.
0: Fourth bit of news the boy yeah. known as Bob Mackey becomes the man, <laughs> oh. also known as Bob Mackey. And I turn 18 on this day.
1: Wow. Congratulations, <laughs> yes, Bob. Yes, it was and quite a journey. Did you uh, do anything to celebrate on your 18th birthday?
0: No, I believe I was working a shift at Taco Bell that day. Oh. So uh, not, not wow. a fun time for me.
1: <laughs> what a fiesta. Uh, not a happy birthday for Bob Mackey. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I didn't get my banana kaboom.
0: And uh, that was the Fred Durst. Uh, song in, in M two
1: yes yeah that is the uh bing, 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 bing. they had their own so you just
0: summed every <laughs> limp Bizkit song <laughs>
1: they they had a song already the that was like on one of their albums originally but then the mission impossible soundtrack was like oh we want these guys for their to be hip you know their hip 2000 film mission impossible 2 so they needed to have the stars of new metal uh singing over that song so yeah the uh i watched the music video for it it's very annoying it's just like what if what if uh, fred durst was a secret agent guys uh, that's the,
0: the, the chunky agent
1: <laughs> that's the thing like fred durst unlike say wes borland his uh bandmate he never wanted to look dumb in a music video he's always like this music video is about how cool i am and how all the girls dress like me and then dance like me and follow me everywhere it's like be ready to make a joke about yourself because you are a joke like you're a red hat wearing buffoon be funny about it but I was
0: gonna say that red hat would give him away as a spy
1: <laughs> exactly yeah the uh, his instead of wearing the full face mask like they have in Mission Impossible Two, it should just be a, a yellow hat on top of his red hat.
3: This was also before he guest starred in the Fight Club video game,
1: which happened oh. a little
3: after the Cell by date, which is really strange. Yeah, I also in my head I was just like, is is beautiful Joe a little Fred Durst like mm. Queeby? He, he had red
0: durst he had the same joe as fred durst <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
3: it's, it's really incredible like little red hatted little thick guy
1: yeah I I,
0: there has to be a connection
1: there mm, i i think at the very least it was you know the folks at clover they said how what is a cool american dude what does that look like and so uh they see fred durst the coolest of american men in the year 2000 and they go with that and
0: uh, art davis was one of the longest living uh termite terrorist guys mm-hmm. by at this point in time, they were all croaking. I think Chuck Jones was next on the chopping block.
1: Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, that uh, Art Davis. I I think uh, we, we should have on our, our our friend Thad to really say this, but I think he's one of the more like underrated guys because he like didn't get to direct a lot. He was more like an assistant to like Clampett and Jones on uh, stuff. I he think.
0: took over Bob Clampett's unit when he ah, left, so he did okay. direct quite a few things. But if I told you the name of them, you wouldn't know because <laughs> they all have like pun names that don't describe what the cartoon is actually mm. about.
1: Something <laughs> with the word hair it i'd expect
0: or bunny or
1: bunny yeah <laughs> and yeah vladimir putin still still added what a cool guy riding that, that uh, horse around <laughs> shirtless i haven't seen as many shirtless vladimir jokes as honestly i i'm happy that four years later it feels like there are less vladimir putin jokes on snl and whatnot than there were or on simpsons for that matter than there were four years <laughs> they've
0: ago. all moved to msnbc
1: though yeah. so i guess when you listeners hear this post-election in december maybe there's been a, a new spike in them i certainly hope <laughs> <laughs> Not, but
0: joining us today on the show, his first appearance on Talking Simpsons, Gary Butterfield of the DuckFeed.TV podcast network. You probably heard things like uh, "Watch out for fireballs" or uh, "Bonfire side chat." But welcome, Gary, to the show.
3: Thank you. Uh, little, little trivia, little comic book guy trivia. I think I actually guessed it on a talk to the audience once.
0: Oh, I think maybe uh, it was a what a cartoon. Well, we did
1: oh, a what, what a cartoon listener uh,
0: yeah. feedback.
1: Yes, oh, yeah. The listener feedback for Retronauts was the same oh, day. Oh, gotcha. We did those? No, no. Wait. It was a listener feedback for your show. It was like a dating advice thing. That's, That's right. Well,
3: it was, but after that, in the same session, because we recorded about Spider Man. Right. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. What a cartoon.
3: And I recall, I thought it was a uh, talk to the audience, but maybe I am misremembering. I
0: don't think so. But uh, this is your first time on Talking Simpsons for mm, sure. The real. Yeah. Mean yeah. mind show. <laughs> and normally, uh, we we sometimes try to pick guests based on their expertise, but often. Well, just be like well that person is funny we'll just have them on because they're great you're great gary but i chose you for this one also because you use the phrase tappa 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 on your podcasts a lot so i have to believe you have some affinity for this episode because that is your shorthand for like doing like combos in a video game or like doing a qte i hear that a lot on all of your podcasts so when this episode came up and i was like gary butterfield he's our guy he's a tappa 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 guy he did in my
3: my nine years of tap training It's true. So so that would be the thing before I got into podcasting. I was the Brushnikov of podcasting. I think about this is a weird thing because I've been revisiting the Simpsons with Disney plus, which I imagine a lot of people have. And I'm finding that a lot of Simpsons that I have references to or phrases that are stuck in my head are comparatively late. Um, mm. I think about like tap, a tap, a tap a lot. I think about the end uh, of the, Like this is, you know, from the end of the episode, but he's like, you could write a depressing play about people coming to terms with things. Yeah. Uh, I think about a play about people coming to terms with things a lot. And uh, like, I, I do have some affection for this.
0: We're in early October now. And recently in the news, I'm seeing a lot of references to three stooges syndrome, referencing mm. our president getting uh, COVID and we're not addending. We're not adding anything to this podcast. If anything happens, by the way,
1: yes, no, no, no. <laughs> it's October,
0: <laughs> uh, October 9th right now. Seventh. Seven. So yeah yes. Uh, but I've seen that a lot. I'm like, people remember season eleven. That's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think season eleven, we it's turned out is more memorable and more heavily memed as well. Like I think the 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 memeing of it uh has stuck it around more. Le- this episode has more things in it, I feel like, that deserve to be memes than there are. I think I can only think of a couple I've seen that are like heavily gift, but Tappa Tappa Tappa, I think, deserves more recognition as well. And this is just a funny, funny funny-ass episode. Like, I I think the only negatives I would say preemptively about it is that there's a few jokes that I'm like, i kind of seen a joke like this before in Simpsons, but they're they're all funny and the villain of the episode is really great like it's a great one-off character
0: and it is it feels like a bit of uh forgiveness or just mercy after the dark cloud of uh, alone again Naturally, Deadly, saddle sword galactica and kill the alligator and run like the last three are just like oh smooth sailing regular episodes yeah nothing <laughs> insane or dark or just uh cruel for the viewer
1: maybe it was that it, after kill the alligator and run they're like we got that out of our system let's let's finish this up strong we took it too easy that week
3: week the weirdest thing about this is the magic shoes i feel mm. like and but it, once you accept the magic shoes like i think this is pretty fun good jokes i like the b plot of this a lot i had basically forgotten about it because it's not as uh, i don't associate it like they're very disconnected Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. More than, than a lot of times. But I really do like the B plot of this. I think that it has uh, a bunch of good stuff in it.
0: Yeah. So. I, I think of this B plot, but I never knew where it belonged until I rewatched this one. I'm like, when does Bart go to the mall? And mm. I was like, does Bart go camping in this episode? They're setting up a big <laughs> camping trip.
1: Yeah, I mean, did you see this one live? Were you uh, a regular viewer back in in 2000?
3: yeah i watched this uh shortly after this uh i was no longer a regular viewer because i i didn't have a tv i moved out from my parents house uh but at this point i still still had that and i saw this this was probably the last season i watched live
1: mm, well la mm. mr no tv <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i didn't even own two tvs <laughs> um it's, it's even better it, and then eventually i came back and revisited you know all of them with through the magic of dvd mm. um but at the time those little tiny one room roommates no
0: TV. And this episode originates from uh, the Scully family mm-hmm. uh, a lot of their uh, episodes are drawn from life because the writer of this episode Julie Thacker is the wife of Mike Scully and still is. They created Duncanville recently and this all stems from a summer in which they have five girls they need to do something with these girls to keep them <laughs> you know busy so they enroll them in dance class and this whole episode is written based on that experience and also the experience with the parents and especially the teacher who was a uh, someone who formerly had Hollywood aspirations mm. but became increasingly better and took all of that out on the children
1: oh my god to get i i mean you think of like local dance teachers in the rest of america like they they might be kind of intense or like oh you you didn't fulfill your dreams but if they're still in hollywood like i bet that dance teacher is like 10 times as as bitter about failing
3: Because it could almost still happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that, a you know, parent could come in and enroll their kid and be like, you know, you have a look, and they could just lose their mind. I'm sure you pleasure. get that
0: also with like a screenwriting class. Like the guy is your teacher. He like wrote one designing women mm-hmm. in like 1992, <laughs> and he's still just waiting for that uh, that Hollywood rope ladder to come down for him and rescue him.
1: Yeah. Oh, I and I don't think this episode's ripping it off at all. Uh, but on look well, that's the great thing. Look uh, well. That yeah, he, yeah. He's, that he's an acting teacher. And that the his students are like, can we do Shakespeare instead? He's like, no, no, no. Watch this episode of my show. (laughs) uh, You'll learn so much more there. Yeah. I mean, Julie Thacker, while while listening to her on the commentary, it's very funny because she is so in mama mode in it, which I really like that she's like, well, you know, maybe my kids aren't good dancers, but I'd never say that. Never, ever, ever. (laughs) And
0: it's, yeah, Mike Scully is like, remember, you're signing yourself for all of this boring crap when you enroll your kids in things, which Mm -hmm. maybe me realize my parents are so smart they never encourage me to do it like extracurricular <laughs> things because I realized like that's that's cutting into their free time they don't want to mm. watch a boring baseball game full of children
1: uh soccer games of oh. children having to run back and forth awful
3: you ever seen a child play you know <laughs> that, that you're getting into trouble there I mean, <laughs> they can't act they can't sing. They can't dance. They look like garbage. <laughs> like, just children play. What good <laughs> are they? for me. <laughs>
4: you
1: know, uh, what
3: good is children's theater?
1: And if you're a slightly empathetic person, you also know you can't tell them they're bad at it because you're just like, mm. they're just a kid. They don't know. Like, you got to be encouraging. I
0: think after trying three sports, my family and I had an understanding. just like, <laughs> well, we're not doing this anymore.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I didn't have many after school programs either. Obviously, I didn't take any tap classes. But I like uh, that Julie... I think she brings a lot to this one with like mother-daughter stuff too. I think it's it's a kind of energy they didn't otherwise have in the writers' room in season uh, 11 this that is, is good.
0: The one woman in the room, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also there's uh so part of this is inspired by real life too and that Lisa being inspired to be a dancer from this movie, this movie parody. believed all the girls wanted to take dance classes because they all had just seen like strictly ballroom mm-hmm. on videotape or mm-hmm. something, the 92 Baz Luhrmann movie. So they're like immediately after watching that they're just like dancing around 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 the living room and stuff and they all wanted to try dancing
1: you know now that julie thacker all of her daughters are adults i wonder if she'd be honest if you asked her like so come on were they bad dancers and she she would know she isn't hurting her kids feelings now i mean honestly listening to this one with the commentary it made me really now want to we got to interview julie thacker like i we've we've interviewed mike scully twice uh-huh. but i feel like julie has a lot about uh, things things uh, that folks haven't heard because folks aren't asking her as many questions Let, about simpson uh,
0: let's just call mike scully and ask for julie yeah
1: it's like hey there mike so uh, can i get julie on the phone here please stop interviewing my wife <laughs> um the
3: um the the i'm glad you brought up the thing about uh kids like girls seeing uh strictly ballroom and the minded dance because i have a, a huge affection for episodes of the simpsons that let, let lisa be a little girl you know it doesn't happen that often like bart gets to do all kinds of little boy things and then lisa always has to be the adult in the room and like things with like the Corey hotline or uh things like this where lisa is definitively like a little girl as i understood little girls as a little boy uh is just really great to me mm-hmm, doesn't yeah. feel like she gets a lot, of, a lot of chances for that
1: yeah that she gets to be that she wants to do something also i like any jokes where lisa wants to do something and when she isn't instantly good at it, like she is with schoolwork, she get she gets sad and she can't yeah. deal with that. That's relatable. Like, very relatable to to all these gifted kids uh, you're hearing on this podcast. I'm starting right? a GoFundMe. <laughs> it's really hard to be a gifted kid, guys. I know we already talked yeah. about this on Malcolm in the Middle, but it <laughs> needs to be said again. Hey guys.
3: Uh, At what point in the show do I come out as an introvert?
1: Oh, oh. we declare that and then you guys will know how hard it is for me. We're
0: going to spend at least 25 minutes talking about imposter syndrome and our (laughs) our struggles with it.
1: Uh, and and yeah, this is uh, I think also just a really great one because they really found something with little Vicky. Like she's she's so great. I wish she returned for uh, later episodes.
0: And we'll talk more about uh, Shirley Temple later. But they mm-hmm. wanted to get her and couldn't because of scheduling reasons. And also, uh, this is good for me because I just for the first time watched uh, Singing in the Rain. It's a movie that's just like ninety percent tap tap dancing. Yes. And while watching this, I was like, they chose the most difficult kind of dancing to animate to to go oh, with this yeah, episode. You're right. Just. Yeah. The the dancing the moves just like how fast it is and how you have to get it so right to make it look like tap dancing it must have been a huge challenge and it sounds like it was for nancy cruz the director
1: oh yeah nancy cruz is one of their best directors uh, of season 11 like she's she's maybe the best uh her unit is but there's only so much you can do on a tv budget and time frame and i feel bad for them that this is already after they had to do a bunch of horse racing and dance stuff in like four episodes ago in saddle galactica and now they have to do like well first they have to do the tango de la marte and then they got to do a bunch of tap dancing it's crazy Uh, i i feel for them always compliment the animators even if it's an episode you don't like as much so this is i think a good episode Mm -hmm. Uh, but yes, as this episode begins, uh like many late in season episodes, uh especially very season 3 and 4 kind of feel. It basically starts with Homer watching a sketch on television. It <laughs>
0: reminds me of a Jean Reese episode, like yeah. season 3 or 4 that always starts with like a parody of something.
1: Yeah, there's uh definitely when a character starts by watching TV, it feels like an Al kind of touch and He's oh, on the show though. Yeah. He's on the show
0: at this point. Back.
1: Yeah, that's why I feel like it is uh Gene is getting more and more power in the writers <laughs> room to redirecting things cuz two acts in this, two of the three acts start with watching television and also a lengthy film parody as well like two of them. Yeah, yeah, actually two of them. But yes, the the episode begins with the uh, Cyborganizer. The
2: Cyborganizer. A high-tech Robocop, created for one purpose only. To help the NYPD tackle its tedious paperwork. <laughs> good work, cyborg I can streamline any procedure, except this thing you call love.
5: Aw, oh, poor cyborg Organizer. Homer, sitting that close to the TV can't be good for you.
2: Talking while the TV's on can't be good for you.
5: You should get your eyes checked. I'm taking Bart to the mall to buy camping supplies. Why don't you come along?
2: Yeah, I want to enjoy this show before the network retools it. How can I organize this modeling
5: agency and still be a good single father? I love you, Daddy.
1: (laughs) Ah, too late. <laughs> so it
0: became like just shoot me and something else
1: yeah you're right it is just shoot model me. model think and just uh, shoot me like, uh, yeah. though i gotta say homer should already he knows the dangers of retooling because that already happened with police right. cops in his life
0: except uh, at this point it seems to have happened during the commercial break
1: yes yeah
3: <laughs> so homer looked. We're away. Not, not even really a commercial break just a pause like he just <laughs> looked away between scenes As, yeah yeah I, I, it's a cut it c- cuts over to mo- a model cut i love how cyber organizer is a high-tech robocop they don't even like hide yes. the robocop thing like a ro- a freestanding robocop that dis- is a thing
1: the design is robocop and then they just say robocop in his description <laughs> uh just to get get extra cl- uh direct with it this definitely feels like writers on the staff the aging writers of the staff were maybe getting worsening eyesight and uh, we're following yeah. that into homer here uh and homer's straight up threatens marge by the way <laughs> that's true kids. yeah uh, i thought in my memory i thought he raised his fist at her even but he, he holds back from that at least and uh, yeah i guess i also got jokes about retooling sitcoms i was trying to remember what was the one that like it happened to the most i watched his kid definitely was ellen's many different mm. titles of her show with many different friends that come in and out of ellen's
0: life there, there's a few like hanging with mr cooper changed mm. and ellen changed
1: uh yeah there's it's it's more for i the other ones i can think of were like late seasons ones like uh, coach coach uh, Mm. for the final year of coach he's like he's not a college guy anymore he's working on a major league team now uh but yeah homer giving up on the cyber organizer the second he sees he got retooled oh
0: perfect strangers they get married and live in that big house and Uh. then it's like wacky town and there are ghosts and whatnot and potions and hot air balloons (laughs) man i forgot the
1: potions it got family
0: matters (laughs) wacky in its final season Uh,
1: they they saw a way the wind was blowing on TJF if they needed wanted to fit in (laughs) balky's balky's catchphrases were getting old they needed some magic can they be pirates
0: is (laughs) there a way to make them pirates
2: the simpsons will be right back
1: Tappa, tappa, tappa to you, great listener. Thanks again for following us. And a big thank you to our guest, Gary Butterfield from Watch Out for Fireballs and all the other great podcasts, DuckFeed.tv. Really cool to have him on this week to talk about. Such a classic episode. And if you enjoy hearing us talk about this and other Simpsons episodes, you should really consider supporting us at patreon.com slash Simpsons. Why, there for $5 a month, you'll have ever so much fun hearing every Talking Simpsons Simpsons Podcast one week ahead of time and ad-free. And you'll also get that same courtesy for the What a Cartoon Podcast, our sister podcast we do every week alongside Talking Simpsons. Plus, that $5 a month gets you access to our many Patreon-exclusive podcasts like Our weekly for the rest of 2020 Talking Futurama podcast where we're covering the back half of season two of Futurama one Friday at a time, only for $5 and up patrons. And if you signed up, you'd get to hear that and all of our previous Talking Futurama podcasts, plus our exclusive podcast covering The Critic, King of the Hill, and Mission Hill to boot. So please consider signing up today at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons for five bucks a month. But if you want to have ever so much more fun, $10 a month gets you the premium subscription at slash talking simpsons. All of that stuff I just talked about. And then you get our most exclusive podcast, the What a Cartoon Movie Podcast. Me and Bob covering an animated feature film the same way we cover Simpsons and other cartoon shows, often for over four hours. This month, if you signed up, you get to hear our one for Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were Rabbit. Coming at the end of this month, you're going to get to hear the end of evangelion podcast and so so many a giant back catalog of them is wide ranging as tiny tune adventures summer vacation akira kiki's delivery service a goofy movie space jam and so 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 many more you want to hear them all over a hundred hours of exclusive extra podcast in addition to all the five dollar things if you're a ten dollar and up subscriber at patreon.com slash talking simpson so sign up today Uh, So they head off to the mall. We get some fun mall kiosk jokes. Uh, iCarumba, that's a cute name. I will
0: say, though, I I feel like the animators and the team were not given, like, a list of store names and it was very late in the season because outside of the stores they visit, the stores in the background just have names like hobbies and yogurt huts Yeah. and, like, (laughs) fashion, just, like, placeholder things. I just feel like they weren't given a a list of names to populate the backgrounds with in this episode.
1: Occasionally, you'll see things that were old jokes, like uh, the Tamo or the leftorium appears I wish there had just been a direct leftorium joke in the episode they
0: should steal from the leftorium
1: or break into it or have a joke of Ned opening it and they see him in the morning or they gotta hide from him
3: there's so little leftorium on the simpsons Mm -hmm. like this is a weird weird thing like i remember in the episode uh that's genesis and then in the hurricane episode, but it just doesn't show up very often like you guys would know better than i do but yeah the idea that ned flanders like runs a small business is so unimportant to his character
0: i think that when when al jean takes over the show again in season 13 he does bring back a lot of older elements and leftorium like Mm. makes one appearance a season or every few seasons there's like a scene there
1: yeah i think Uh, I can't recall if there's a leftorium gag next season in the praise land episode, but the the last time I can remember, like, jokes in the leftorium was in Listen Lady, when uh, mm. when Ned is telling the, the kids to leave because they're slacking off.
3: And he ends up at Donnie's discount desk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing about that with Ned is that, like, I've you know, we got this election coming up, so I've been listening to the political parties. And as a small business owner, <laughs> like, Ned, Ned Flanders is a very coveted demographic.
0: That's true. Like, yeah. Uh, and he's got a middle class family, too. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: American yeah. hero. By the way, all this small business owner talk—they never talk about podcasters, and that again, much like being a gifted kid, like <laughs> I'm being overlooked here as a small business owner of a podcast. It's a real job, yeah, Dad. Okay, <laughs> but I—I uh, I could also really identify with Bart. I was taken to like these lens crafter type places as a kid, and. They are very boring, and you you want to just start having a, a fit to leave, even though you don't have your new glasses yet.
0: That was before you could just get an iPad and, you know, be a four-year-old watching Joe Rogan clips.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, uh, man, I I just rewatched The Hateful Eight for the first time in a long time, and there's moments in it where I'm just like, oh, yeah, what did you— even do before you couldn't like look at a screen while you're bored you <laughs> think, just have to sit in a cart
0: <laughs> think about your favorite bible verses <laughs>
1: <laughs> recite them to yourselves because you've been wicked uh, But uh, they cut to Homer showing that he's uh, got such poor eyesight he grabbed a baby that's not Maggie that was baby Gerald Yeah, I, baby Gerald. and it's handed off to a one eyebrowed mother as well uh, though I double check this in Canine Mutiny the woman holding baby Gerald does not have a single eyebrow Perhaps Um, that was their
0: au pair. She's
1: growing.
3: She's changing. (laughs) Like I I don't know if you guys' eyebrows have come in yet, but if you guys I'm sure it'll happen for you if you just wait. I've had to
1: trim them back. (laughs) (laughs) I wish there was like one extra twist to it because when it says, Oh, his eyesight's getting really bad, and it cuts to Homer throwing a baby, your first thought is like, Yeah, it's the not the right baby. And I wish there was one extra thing to it instead of just exactly what you think. It's like it's like under
0: a Magoo joke. It doesn't even go up to Magoo levels of blind (laughs)
1: jokes. (laughs) So then Homer Homer is getting left at the uh, eyeglasses place. There's the Lita joke about how it's uh eyeglasses in an hour and how that's impossible.
0: Did you go to the hour? I mean, you guys are both uh, glasses wearers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have mm-hmm. you like what was your lens crafting like? Was it the hour long lens crafting?
1: Or I think when I was a kid, I did get it a couple times, but. I think eventually we just settled for my regular optometrist and we just go every year or two and get, get the ones that have to be sent away for. I should also say uh, by 15, I was getting uh, worse than regular vision. So the hour long places, I think he, they would even tell you like, no, 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 he needs he needs stronger we than need, we can do in an hour. Yeah.
0: We need special glass for this. <laughs> yeah. Send away for those <laughs> yeah. anti-Coke bottles.
3: <laughs> yeah, see, same thing. I ended up going to a place in my hometown called Spex Express which i don't think is a chain i think i think it's local but i could be wrong mm. uh, and in no way was it express um it was, it was it was glasses molasses like it was it was very slow and i just had to wait i know i haven't been i'd be pathetic if i had been sitting on that glasses molasses joke for like a long time i swear to you i just came up with
1: it that, that's good uh, you there, and the listeners there's so actually if I, if
3: I was planning that
0: there's actually a a store in Berkeley I don't know if it's still open but it has a Simpsons caliber pun name uh it's called sight for sore eyes s-i-t-e and I got my vision check there when I was like running out the clock on my insurance for my last job like all right check everything out
1: Mm mm-hmm and you found out your eyesight's great, you bastard. They're like, it's perfect. In fact,
0: you wasted my time.
1: <laughs> Get out. As Bart's taken away this again, it's the Henry guilt about uh, things corner. But every time I see like the kids being a jerk to the mom who's just trying to shop with them, I think about how I was probably many times a bad kid who was impatient when all my mom wanted to do was buy me clothes. Like, how <laughs> dare she? But I was not a patient shopper as a kid. Uh, the way Bart gets out of it, though, is through method acting tantrums.
6: Come on, Bart. While your dad gets his glasses, we'll go shop for your trip. No, oh, I hate shopping. Just give me a deck of cards and I'll win whatever I need from the other kids. But yeah. you need to try things on. Every brand has a different idea of husky. I'm in tantrum position. T-minus five, four, three, remembering dead cat for real tears, and... <laughs> Fine,
5: you win. I'll do your
6: shopping for you. Tantrum averted. But now I can't forget the cat!
0: Snowball one, Yeah. So many callbacks <laughs> in this episode.
1: Right. Not just any old dead cat. They didn't make one up. He's, uh, I bet he was probably pretty brokenhearted about snowballing. Actually, I guess if you take it that they're always eight and 10, it happened within a year, snowball one's death. So
3: did you, do you guys remember getting clothes where you wouldn't have a number assigned to your size? You just have a kind of mean adjective.
1: <laughs> <like husky>? Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like I remember getting husky clothing. It's like, uh, boy okay thanks clothes no um, i, I yeah. was a
0: beanpole so uh i i, uh, I just uh, things were just held up to me <laughs> and, yeah, and, and then purchased
3: they didn't have like a mean like stick boy yeah you
1: know, or anything like that for you know? uh no i definitely had uh that the, i'll just say that king of the hill episode husky bobby really spoke to me they, d- yeah. they don't use that
0: word anymore do they
1: mm, i don't know i i wonder if there's a nicer word for it now like extra extra large pants or whatever softig. for soft softig. <laughs> uh that's uh <laughs> that'd be sweet I'd, I'd like that over husky <laughs> it does
0: uh point out like yeah bart has like he has the same like light bulb body as every man on the simpsons yeah
1: it's one of those jokes where every every five years or so they remember like oh Bart is kind of fat like that or well a little overweight like they uh actually i guess this is kind of a little bit similar to when he took karate in uh, flanders failed uh lisa doing this class but i remember in that episode they don't draw Bart any differently. They just like zoom in on his gut and have his stomach like pop out a little bit.
0: It's a good reminder. Apparently uh, the Husky size still exists and Mm. uh, Kohl's the, the Kohl's company defines Husky as uh, a roomier fit throughout the waist for growing boys who need a little extra room around the middle. (laughs) There should be a little winking emoticon. Uh, after that. That's great.
1: That's great. I (laughs) I love that. Like I'm just a growing boy. Who
0: who wouldn't want more room? Would you want less room?
3: (laughs) I just realized this when you when you talked about doing the close up on Bart's gut during the karate thing is that sometimes like Bart has the same proportions as Mega Man. Like every once in a while Mega Man you can see his gut like when he does the top man spin or something like that or certain jumps. That's
0: where he holds (laughs) all those things he shoots.
3: It's his ammo ammo gut. His ammo sack.
1: (laughs) He's been eating too many E-tanks. That's what I say. (laughs) Uh, But yeah so Bart then stays behind just to taunt his dad with uh, I don't want to blame every joke I don't. Fully like on Al Jean, but that I ate pp joke really does feel like an early season one or two Bart style rambunctiousness joke of like in the in the early seasons Bart does things that like oh that's what a kid would do like no extra joke to it or anything and that includes writing I ate pp It's really just to set up the classic better or worse, better or worse like that. Uh, my eye doctor says uh better one or better two, better two or better three, better two or better three, like better two or better four like that's the uh, the I'm still on the same old machine they haven't shaped 20 years later mm. uh, at the very least my local optometrist still uses that same the big heavy uh, thing they just yeah. lower down mm-hmm the I, I think that if thing. like
3: it was the end of the world and i couldn't find my glasses the idea of mounting one of those to my head <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the better thing and just kind of going around like a power armor well and you'd uh, be thing. good because f- it would function as glasses
1: and you'd be good forever because as your eyes got worse you just flip it to n- the next number
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> just have to adjust
1: <laughs> no i mean as a glasses wearer that is a fear of mine and like uh, apocalyptic visioning like well that glasses, I'm really in a lot of trouble.
0: It's that I'm Twilight sure. Zone episode. They let yeah. you know ahead of time, like have a backup pair on you.
1: Yeah, again, or like, or you you will also be suicidally sad, like the man in that. Uh, just death. So uh, Homer tries on a bunch of glasses, which even he's kind of bored by. <laughs> uh, and they have a joke about glasses Val Kilmer Val Kilmer wears, which uh, you know, I'm actually just for saying his name. I'm just gonna play that anti death jingle oh, just no. to be safe. <laughs>
2: Buzzards. I ain't dead yet
0: is has has some sort of illness befallen val
1: oh he's been suffering from throat cancer for a couple oh, of years now okay he's, uh you I found that out because he has a cameo in Jay and Silent Bob reboot and that it is Hey a, Silent <laughs> Bob, it's Batman. Well, he doesn't talk <laughs> at all in it, so and, okay. and I was like, Boy, he looks weird. Uh, What's Val? going on? Yeah, Val, Val doesn't say anything and He he plays Silent Bob in the movie. Uh and basically he likes stood in front of a green screen for like five seconds and they're like, Yeah, they'll kill hmm. her. How do you like that? That
0: feels like most appearances in that movie yes. were just like someone was sent a green screen <laughs> and an iPhone. <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) and they were told like hey kevin smith almost died all right get in front of this green screen and say these lines uh and say for yoko ono that was for yoko Ono as well
0: she ruined plastic ono bands
1: (laughs) i love homer brings up that she ruined a band that she started instead of saying that it was the beatles she ruined she ruined the band that she began with i guess really it was more of an art project not just a band with john lennon the uh plastic ono band uh, and then we get our second joke in this season about the dangers of laser eye surgery.
7: Maybe you're a candidate for laser eye surgery. Will you
2: get me out of having to choose glasses?
7: Well, yes, but I must warn you it's an experimental procedure and we still don't know the long-term effect. Less
2: zapping, more zapping.
7: Well, looks like we got
5: everything for Bart's camping trip. Blair, witch repellent, antler saw, and deep wood scrabble. Ooh, Tango de la Muerte. I've been dying to see that movie.
8: It got rave reviews from both the Entertainment Radio Network and the Radio Entertainment Network. Let's go.
7: Wait, you've got to use these drops. They prevent your eyes from crusting over.
2: Oh, here we go with the add-ons. No <laughs> thanks.
0: Oh, truly vile joke. People <laughs> were one of
3: the grossest things that happens in this show.
0: We have to remind ourselves there is a Ren and Snippy writer on the staff. That feels like ah. a Ren and Snippy joke. I- eyes crusting over.
1: Eyes crusting over with mucus is a very Ren and Snippy thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And
0: there's there's a grosser joke like in I think in the next season where uh, Ralph touches like Homer's wound and it like scabs over his hand.
1: Yes, and he says it knows you're afraid. Yeah, <laughs> that's from that. I got the eye crusting over. I kept waiting for him to say that kind of line in here, but I I mixed it up with yes, it's children of a lesser clod from. 12 that's the one where where homer becomes a good father to everybody but his children thanks to a knee injury uh and yeah i feel like uh, this comes right after the joke about how in the future ned's eyes fell out because he got uh, laser eye surgery <laughs> they don't tell you after 10 years your eyeballs fall out
0: well i looked it up and uh weird al got lasik in 98 wow. in january 98 so his eyes are still
1: intact and he's he's good 22 years on now yeah i uh, i mean if you want to hear look i'm not going to repeat all the laser eye information i shared <laughs> in uh in that podcast but uh it's not dangerous i'll just say that or relatively not dangerous like i think I think it's like less than five percent people suffer eye pain afterwards it doesn't cause like
0: barbecue smoke to walk <laughs> out of the operating room
1: uh, i again i never had it because of jokes like these they terrify me i'm just like uh i mean the 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 risks seem they're the same on home movies there's an episode all about being blinded by laser eye surgery
3: (laughs) Uh, what a weird uh what a a weird agenda tv had at the time it feels like like the Mm. the fact that actually influenced you and and probably influenced more people to not get it the laser eye
1: council should have been spending more money lobbying for the hollywood writers to get laser eye surgery
0: there's probably like a picture of weird al in every lasik surgery center (laughs) just like thumbs up smiling (laughs)
3: yeah these these aren't glass don't follow Ion on like these are these are real Iron.
1: <laughs> and uh the first of two next week's episode also has a blair witch joke to really ground this yeah. in the early 2000s this
0: is like the summer after right yes
1: yeah that was what a summer of blair witch that was i uh i don't know about you guys i saw it in theaters excitedly i only found out after seeing it that it was fake that uh so i even mm. like fully bought into it too i
0: i didn't see it because i i thought it was fake and i I didn't want to buy into i was i was too much of like a jerk to be like well i can't even buy into this if it's fake (laughs) so i i still haven't seen it
3: I got I got to have the experience of not you know kind of missing the the cultural hype cycle of it at first and having a friend bring over a bootleg on a VHS tape, oh. which was the ultimate immersive experience. Hell yeah, like just being real. Uh, it was pretty cool. And then yeah. later I looked into it. I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is actually a thing. And I just don't watch enough trailers. So
0: <laughs> this this Tango de la Muerte thing. Uh, there are like two full film parodies in this episode, which mm-hmm. I find interesting. But we're talking about uh, Al Jean. We're, we're slagging on him. He, we're going to scare him away from our show. But one of his trademarks and he's not even in charge of this season, but one of his trademarks is like a too late parody of something mm-hmm. which is why there's a there's an episode next season called Children of a Lesser Clyde. Yes. yeah. Uh, this one feels like it's referencing the like uh, L- Lombada movie craze of 1990 with both the Forbidden Dance and Lombada being competing movies about Lombada oh, yeah. in 1990.
1: The one they reference on the commentary of Strictly Ballroom, like that was eight years old when this came out so that was like early Boz Lerman. like uh like uh Moulin Rouge I think was just about to come out when this uh when this episode aired uh but I mean there's always going to be dancing movies for young people to watch like that's it's one of those genres that they just they they have a formula and then every five years they just make a new one of those in that exact formula because there's a new generation of little boys and girls to watch that kind of stuff
0: and there were so many jokes about like lombada in mad magazine and on comedies Mm -hmm. as i was becoming aware of like oh here's the kind of comedies i like and i'm understanding the world now to me for like at least 18 months i thought lombada was like you're just having public sex (laughs) (laughs) In front of people.
1: (laughs) Uh, I, I also really like the joke about Lisa saying the entertainment radio network and the radio entertainment network. I read that as a great joke about how, at least back then you'd see posters that would have like positive reviews on them and you'd be like, wow, this got four stars. And then you look on, you squint your eyes and look underneath it and, and see, it's like a thing you've never heard of. Like the radio entertainment network. Yeah.
0: Now, now, like clear channel is what? Like I love music or something like that. I heart radio. I heart yeah. radio. Yeah. Yep. Just like, well, I heart radio too. They gotta be right.
1: <laughs> uh, I'd heard all these bad things about clear channel, but I heart radio, they heart it. And, uh, don't Bob, you're going to get us not purchased by, iHeartRadio for an exclusive podcast oh, man. I'm holding
0: out for Spotify. Uh,
3: <laughs> the uh, I, I love, I associate Lisa with those kind of jokes about like just the inanity of, of language and, you know, things are just kind of meant to accept for like, for some reason that joke reminds me of um, the Pier 1 or that Pier 1 down by Pier 17 <laughs> or the uh, the bus like, oh, you're looking for the 92A, oh, you, know, yeah. uh, you know, things like that, like these just really dumb little, uh, you know, there are unlimited words out there, but we keep pay- taking the same ones and putting them in different orders <laughs> in ways that are confusing and hostile.
1: I also like that this comes from like a mother-daughter experience. Like Marge is, sees this movie, that you also see all the the women in line for it. It's it's all yeah, women. It's like Edna Krabappel and Luann Van Houten are in line. Just to really let you know, it's a chick flick, and so uh, it's Marge excited to see a chick flick, and when she takes Lisa to it, Lisa is totally engrossed with it. Like Julie Thacker has this great comment on the commentary about how like little girls don't know how tired these tropes are when you take them to these movies. So when they see the nerd girl, they go like, "She'll never dance with her. No way." Like,
0: and, and that shot, like she's holding shoes. Oh yeah, in, in one of her hands, like a book <laughs> in the other, but yeah they like Gary was saying they let Lisa be a little girl she's Mm. not too smart for this movie
1: she's not someone who's seen a million movies and knows every movie trick so she's instead instantly falling for it also this really gave me feels like I forgot it was also in the same season the Zorro film parody yeah
0: I wrote down the poke of Zorro as well because I think it's just Hank Azari playing a Latin guy
1: I guess yes you're right it's that and also how there's lines like in this one that give away that there's so you imagine such a crazy movie around lines like reattached foot and wise alcoholic dance coach like what have they been seeing in the film up to this scene it
0: is like the characters in the movie are catching the simpsons audience up with what yeah. they didn't see <laughs> in the movie yet
1: uh but yes the uh the dance instructor uh, the the star of the movie he's looking for dance partners and you don't have to tell those horny animators to draw sexy dance partners this is seriously i say i've said it before i'll <laughs> it again this is the most like boob filled simpson season there ever was uh, but yes lisa is really enjoying this movie
5: now that my severed foot has been reattached i must win back the coveted dance
2: title Loco legs as your wise but alcoholic dance coach i know that somewhere your father is looking down on you and smiling oh there he
5: is <laughs> and now i must choose a beautiful partner for the big dance contest.
8: Oh, He'll never dance with her. She'll have to settle for some Mexican millhouse.
0: I demand to know your name.
8: My name is Lisabella. <gasps> That's my name with Bella on the end of it. Ask her, oh God, please ask her to dance.
5: I shall dance with her. Que malo. Huh. Once again, I'm a sugar, my own churro.
0: Oh man, Mexican <laughs> millhouse uh, made me laugh a lot. <laughs>
3: It did. Me- Mexican Millhouse is going to go masturbate alone. Yes. Is the joke, I think. Yeah. This is a real direct. Uh, he's going. Just a ghastly double entendre.
1: He's going straight to the bathroom and getting that ju- done. Once, once, again. <laughs>
3: once again. Yeah, yeah. Once again. Once again. Once again. This outs Mexican Millhouse as a public masturbator. Which <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm looking on the wiki, the trivia section
1: for this. Wow. Uh, and, yeah. I, you know, obviously, in the new rules of uh, Simpsons casting, these would not be the, uh, the voice actors doing these parts but it is funny to see that the makers of the film knew about millhouse and cast a guy like millhouse to huh. be the uh the baxter i guess would be the term for it and lisa
0: sorry Yardley smith plays both lisa bella and lisa jr in this season uh, yeah two like lisa stand-ins
1: this has to be the most uh, she played a non-lisa part in one season yeah uh and i i love the design on lisa bella i mean her transformation, her hottie transformation is so great. It's, again, mocking the the nerd takes off the glasses and undoes the ponytail kind of bit. and But the extra flourish is that somehow it also enlarges her breasts. Oh, in, yeah, breasts. yeah.
0: Like the dip makes her breasts pop out.
1: Yeah, uh, which she likes. She enjoys every part of
0: it. Oh, no, the spin does. Sorry. So yes. that, make, that makes sense scientifically.
1: Sure. The, perp- the propulsion <laughs> re-augmented re- her breasts or moved them around but yeah that lisa is just all in as they come to the finale of the the film uh i think their finale costumes are like straight out of strictly ballroom i think or they look like the outfits on the poster uh and again another great line of like where he died i shall live in his apartment hmm.
0: <laughs> the dancing is great like him spinning uh her around his body and it's like sonic the hedgehog kind of yeah, oval
1: you're right it is just like sonic's feet yeah the and uh man, the animators already are tasked with like draw a crazy, crazy dance. Like start with the tango and then have it turn extra cartoonish. This, though, this is the same season where Homer does basically the same dance to Marge at uh, the jackrabbit Slims parody. Right, right. <laughs> and also, at some point during the dance, he impregnated her. And, <laughs> uh, she, no one knows. It's a mystery. So I, I
0: was correct in the labata. It's just public sex. Oh, okay. a public sex act. Oh. <laughs> Exciting. Eight-year-old
1: Bob was correct. <laughs> (laughs) uh and so lisa is in love with dancing
8: oh mom i want to be a dancer that's wonderful honey we should ask your father though where is he anyway
1: (laughs) now
6: homie when we get to the liquor store buy me some jack daniels and a carton
2: of smokes yes dear
0: I mean, I love when anyone else in the voice acting cast gets to make fun of Marge's voice. Yes, I, yeah.
2: We're
3: we're in real life. Like I, I'm I'm very sensitive to a Marge impersonation because it's such a hard voice to get
0: right. Even Julie Kavner can't do it anymore. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it sounds so ghoulish when someone else does it. Like it's a cryptkeeper kind of thing.
1: Uh so. Nancy's Nancy's in particular, I love that like her doing it in Kearney there. It also reminds me of the uh, one where he sure
5: can. Oh, on the right. tape <laughs> uh,
1: Nancy is masterful at doing it. Do I uh, sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I also, it's really cute animation of Lisa dancing out of the theater. That's really nice. Uh, but. Yeah, Homer got kidnapped, and I wonder how he got the the kid, the family even got home that day. <laughs> Maybe eventually Homer wiped that mucus out of his eyes. Uh, also, I noticed that uh, clearly they didn't feel like doing a retake jimbo's hat miscolored oh okay i must have missed that is he in the back seat yeah he's in the back seat giggling oh. with Dolph. and if you look at jimbo's uh typically purple hat here it is brown That's brown so, yeah uh, not brown <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> are you okay you're saying brown an awful lot <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so we come back from commercial break straight to little vicky's i love the shot of the finger the automatic finger grinding into the dimple on the sign it's a great it's, sign it's day.
0: been doing that for a long time
1: <laughs> they must have to like fix it every like year or so it just gets ground down and i'm really glad they didn't get shirley temple black in there because you know the late shirley temple black but tress mcneil is tr- probably 20 times funnier than shirley temple would have been in this like she is so tress mcneil she can do like uh, she's channeling a lot of, I think Dot in here. It's it's similarities to her Dot character. Hmm. Well, where Dot can be in Animaniacs, you know, nice and cute, but every once in a while, like boom, just like turns on it. And uh, but she brings so much like angry, aged negativity to the role that uh, is right beneath the surface. I love that with Little Vicky.
0: And do we have uh, anybody on the podcast have familiarity with uh, Shirley Temple, mm. the the real life uh, lady child star of
1: the <laughs> Great Depression? Not a ton myself now. I, I watched a YouTube in
3: preparation of this, and it was uh, not unlike the parody. Mm-hmm. You know, that come, comes later. It was you know a little less extra, but it was a kid dancing.
0: Yeah, um, you
3: know, which as previously established, I'm against she uh,
0: she was a, like a huge star, like uh, supposedly saved Hollywood in the Great Depression because her movies were so big. And mm. I have a connection because my grandma uh, is also named Shirley, R.I.P., and was born in the same year, the Whoa. year of Shirley's 1928. Wow. But uh, I recommend in quotes Uh, So she was just like a, uh, you know, movies are adorable and cute and she was just very uh, precious and was a great dancer and everything and supposedly wasn't abused too much like uh, Judy Garland, you know, she got to live until she was like in her 80s.
1: Judy Garland seemed much more scarred by it than Shirley Temple Black was yes but yeah.
0: I, I recommend it in big quotes here and you might get flagged <laughs> by the FBI if you watch this but it's on YouTube if you look up her her first role it was in this uh, series of shorts called Baby Burlesques and uh, it yeah. is just like nine minutes of child abuse on camera and in this short it's a fun short where uh, it's like a, a, a bar set in World War One, amid World War One. little three year old Shirley Temple plays a sex worker trying to get gi's to come up and see her sometime and uh and uh yeah real children are crying Uh. (laughs) in this short and uh (sighs) yeah it's uh it's called war babies it
1: yes it was very upsetting yeah i I watched i could only watch like a minute of it skipping around because i was like god just again there was no standards for how to film children then and they're just like ah just put a make a mac hot lights on them all day like drink no yeah like you can just imagine the director off camera yelling at them like no pick up the milk you did you would go back to the bar and pick up the milk right now
0: you call that a strip tease oh god yes <laughs> take yeah, two uh, i'm not i'm not uh, even kidding there's like a strip tease joke with her being like a stripper it's horrifying yeah it really is. The-
3: uh, uh, I, the nice thing is thinking about Shirley Temple this whole time. I kept having the phrase Shirley Temple of Elemental Evil uh, pop into my head, which is a D and D joke, uh, but that is more wholesome than the child stripper. Uh, I like it. Reality. Her, her like
0: happened. true Hollywood career was more wholesome than that. But she mm-hmm. started in those like body shorts.
1: And I guess her, her name still lives on in the drink, the Shirley Temple, which is the ultimate uh, virgin drink, I suppose. And
0: I think the Fox Commissary is called the Shirley Temple Commissary oh, yeah, or the building, and I, we I, ate there. That's right. They mentioned it on the commentary.
1: Yeah, you're right, man. So we have more of a connection to this than I thought. Uh, I, yeah. Rich
0: Grilled Cheese Sandwich is that, that commissary.
1: As a quality day. I mean, though, if you ate anything after the fun day we would had, I think you'll like the taste of it. I think uh, if, if they handed you like a, a moldy sandwich, she'd be like, I'm so happy to have sat in the same room with Dan Castle and Ed. I don't care what I mean. <laughs> uh, but yes, let's meet little Vicky. I
5: remember little Vicky Valentine. Her perky smile and dancing brought America right out of the Depression.
8: Well, I think World War II helped a little, Mom.
5: Don't smart mouth, Lisa.
7: <laughs> a great big sunshine hello to you. Hi, little Vicky. Oh, that was such a long time ago. I'm just plain Vicky now. All right. I'd like to sign my daughter up for lessons, Vicky. A little Vicky. But you just said that... So what dance style were you interested in? <laughs> we have ever so many. There's ballroom. Ow! You stepped on my toes again!
2: If you would just let me lead.
7: You're not a leader, Seymour. Never have been, never will be. <laughs> uh. There's square dancing.
2: <laughs> oh, the birdie in the cage, out lady in the center. Now the birdie is birdie and the crows hop in. Pluck the feather all together, help bend fur leather, put your honey in the
8: saddle. Or
7: there's the dance that made me ever so famous. Tap
8: But I wanna learn a dance I can use in real life, like the tango de la
7: muerte. Aw, oh, bless your heart. Let's get you some tap shoes. Uh <laughs> little Vicky, I really think she had her heart set on. Little advice, don't live through your child. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's great like uh, trust mcneil can,
0: Tress mcneil can do six different kinds of old ladies
1: yeah oh god she's so i can't think of a uh, playing this any better because she totally is just as like oh that was so many years ago please call me vicky it's little Vicky. Yeah. Ah oh, god it's just and, the mind games
0: for right off the bat.
1: Yeah. And it's great uh, setup of the shot too, cause she's like, that was so many years ago, surrounded by black and white photographs of herself from <laughs> from childhood. <laughs> I love that. Now also no. the name of the studio. Yes. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Henry, I know you're a fan of the, the sweet uh, girl drinks, as they're uh, called. Yes. I, I enjoy them from time to time. Have you ever had a Shirley Temple?
1: You know, I haven't, actually. It's non-alcoholic. Ah, uh, so. yes, yeah. That's, well, if I'm going to have a girl drink, it better have liquor in it. <laughs> uh, that's, that's how I feel. Give me a Judy Garland. That's just I, a handful uh, of pills. Oh, oh, bless oh. your heart, Judy. I,
3: I, love that, I love that square dancing joke mm-hmm. in this where he's just kind of saying this uh, string of rhyming nonsense and all the dancers just kind of shrug at each other. Uh, what, what does the crow come together and then find it in a feather mean in terms of
1: dance?
0: Did we all have to take square dancing in uh, in school? I did in Ohio. Oh,
1: yeah. It definitely happened during a gym class. It wasn't a dedicated. I think I could have taken a dedicated square dancing class, but didn't. But uh, there definitely were gym classes of all right let's do it and of course we played achy breaky heart to hear the hear
0: Ooh, <laughs> modern square dancing yeah mm. i mean it, it feels weird now to think about it but it was just like the remnants of a program des- uh, engineered to destroy jazz <laughs> to promote like american uh, quote-unquote real american music i think mm-hmm. like henry ford was behind it
1: <laughs> uh they should That's... make you read the bill of rights in that in the as you square dance just to fully program you uh i also like i like a good little joke about skinner being a, a simp and not being able to 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 lead I like that I use that word ironically guys I also like that Vicky instantly disarms Marge and just like, don't try to live through your children. And Marge just shuts down. <laughs> like, oh yeah, right. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and same too. I wonder if little Vicky gets extra money from teaching tap to the people instead of like selling the tap shoes and everything. Or I also bet that little Vicky couldn't do the Tango Della Morte, and that's why she's uh, n- not going to teach it. Uh, and so meanwhile, Bart and Milhouse are going to head off to a week of camping. Uh, I wonder if this bit of them about to go camping and then realizing the bullies are going to do uh, are going to torture them if somebody pointed out like you know it's kind of like camp crusty and they're mm-hmm. like okay let's let's uh, veer off somewhere else No they, they
0: escape from that bat from that b story
1: <laughs> uh, i do like seeing millhouse out his ear medicine that's a good joke too
0: yeah that's like the third uh, ear medicine joke in the show so far, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. We There's have... a cat ear medicine uh, ear medicine joke with the nerds. Oh, yes, yeah. He forgets Gary, his ear medicine. Yeah,
1: forgot his ear medicine, yeah. Ear medicine <laughs> is just the
0: funniest kind of medicine. Uh,
1: I guess it is like an extra level of nerdiness, like an asthma inhaler. It's like, well, you know, he does kind of need that to live, but ear medicine is even even dorkier to need uh, i also love the prob- cat
3: ear medicine that has the pull tab <laughs> oh, yeah. for like easy chugging That's i just right. watched that episode last night and, <laughs> me and my girlfriend have been watching three house of horror That's episodes right. uh, for october
1: i lo- homer loved that cat ear medicine <laughs> and uh you know maybe it's it's actually well, i should be drinking it it's maybe tastes really great <laughs>
0: could be very alcoholic too
1: uh but yes bart and millhouse decide they're gonna have a different bee story this episode
6: Yes, sir. This is going to be the best week of our young lives. I'm going to pound you two all week. Oh, what we do? Nothing, but I got to pound somebody. <laughs> now where do we go? Well, I don't want to go home. My grandma's sleeping in my bed and she has skin like a basketball. <laughs> Wait a minute. Everybody thinks we're at camp this week. We can stay wherever we want. Yeah, like the Four Seasons. Each room has its own safe. I've got a better place. (laughs) The mall? Yeah, it's just like my dad always says.
2: For an evening or a week, there's no place (laughs) like the mall. Food, fun, and fashion, the mall has it all. What? What did he say?
0: (laughs) Homer is really brainwashed by this mall propaganda
1: (laughs) Uh, I love that joke that Milhouse couldn't see the thought balloon and so he's so confused like
0: I love any variant on a character thinking of something mm -hmm. and then the
1: scene continuing as normal Uh, just the characters Uh, this is a great like extra spin because we've already seen this season like in Saddlesore Galactica of what does it look like to watch Homer have a vision Uh, so this one instead we get to see the thought balloon but Milhouse didn't and he's just very disturbed why by bart wouldn't tell him what his dad says and uh and also i like the Millhouse house loves that there's a safe in every room in the four seasons that's pretty funny uh and so uh meanwhile as the boys run off lisa learns the key to tap dancing
7: now the key to great dancing is one word tappa 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 tappa
6: my shoes are making noise
7: you must be Ralph
6: my daddy shoots people
1: <clears throat> <laughs> I forgot that reaction I get it now that her reaction is him she doesn't know her. his dad's a cop so she's just like what what, <laughs> <laughs> what did your dad do
3: it's surprisingly 2020 of Ralph Wigum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To just straight up admit it.
1: <laughs> I, I like how
0: unhelpful just tap a tap a tap is. It's like, uh, duh. It's, yeah. it's tap dancing. It reminds me of uh, this is this is for nobody and it's hard to explain, but there are these uh, these birthday boy sketches about like tips for how to do sports correctly. And it's just yes. them like owning at every sport. It's like, just hit it in the hole. Yeah, it's that easy. Yeah, just hit it yeah. in the hole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, this also really captures like a frustrating thing, not just when you're in a class, but also as an adult of like, like having a bad instructor or a bad teacher just like well the way that you do it is you just do it or i just the outright refusal to help in any way and and on top of that you get a lot from vicky those are some of my favorite lines of hers from this forward where it's about how vicky was is scarred by her childhood and she won't do she's passing along that pain to others like she can't break that pattern so instead she's like Well, I I wish I had Tappa, 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 but uh, yeah, it's just Tappa, Tappa, Tappa. I suppose it's like through rote memorization, maybe and constantly repeating one action, maybe you'd be better at tap dancing, I suppose.
3: The weird thing is it works really well for everyone else. It's true. Like everyone else instantly learns to tap dance. Ralph Wiggum, best among them. But even just you know Sherry and Terry, like everyone gets really good at it, just from Tappa Tappa Tappa.
0: It's been like Uh, um, seven years since I Love Lisa, and uh, Ralph Wiggum was just a real showman in that episode. uh, He was a true thespian, so he's good at performing, I think.
1: Oh yeah, wait, this is President's Day weekend as well, isn't it? Right, you're right. (laughs) Wow, I hadn't thought of that.
0: It's like his talents only come out on President's Day. (laughs) He's like a
3: a very specific, like Camthrope. (laughs) Yes. Like, (laughs) just Uh, on President's Day weekend, he turns into a star
1: and I mean of course too if you're gonna do comedy show about a dance class you need to have some jokes about the one boy in the class so uh, since millhouse is busy with Bart then it has to be Ralph like I I could see in another episode where millhouse isn't in the B plot it's millhouse who is the good dancer in the class though I guess Lisa I I prefer Lisa partnered with Ralph jokes than Lisa partnered with millhouse jokes I think actually that joke earlier in the episode that to me is how i feel about like why does lisa always have to get partnered with millhouse she shouldn't settle for millhouse yeah i don't like this i hate the
0: lisa in millhouse dark future i like the millhouse doesn't count future exactly
1: yeah (laughs) she had a one one time thing with millhouse and we all just look over it uh and yeah so uh i i also couldn't help but identify with lisa as the awkward nerd who's like oh just do it it's easy and then uh when you're not instantly good at it having everybody laugh at you as you try to learn it's uh sucks it's not fun
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, very, this happens a, a little bit later, but it's a similar scene when she relocates herself to be further away from the teacher. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, the floor is a little crooked here. That was highly relatable. Like anytime when I was in school and there would be some kind of group activity, like we were all learning the recorder. <laughs> Uh, those weird little kid instruments that you have to learn (laughs) that nobody plays as an adult uh and me just like not feeling confident in it and just trying to be as far away from the teacher as possible and just not making noise you know just faking it
1: you know my mom she still picks up the recorder every now and then and enjoys really yes (laughs) yeah she's well my mom plays a lot of instruments so uh not you know on a on an amateur level but she's good hey i love my mom she's great at playing all music she's the best (laughs) <laughs> um mm. uh so we cut back to the mall uh we have a quick moog selling store joke which is there was a real spade of them at this time wasn't there Bob? yeah
0: i mean i think it's it's definitely referenced in uh, mission hill the organ mm. store and yeah. just like yeah th- this was like the end of the the mall piano slash organ store but uh this scene is weird because there's the there's a cut scene that yeah. uh, pays off this guy because he will go on to sing about the shoplifting policy at the store
1: mm. yeah it's funnier. there's uh me and bob watching the deleted scenes together right before recording and there's like a few in here that just go like ah, oh, that's really funny they should have kept that in but especially i i wish we'd seen just a little more of this guy desperate to sell his moog or his morgue and which, not a moog. It, it,
3: yeah it, it's like as a big keyboard dork like this this uh, this turned me into an internet pedant because i'm like that doesn't sound anything like a moog, like a moog like a moog has a very specific sound and then i realized oh it's supposed to be a korg which is another you know thing but adding the m there kind of muddies it Oh, so it, it, it's kind of it's similar to the the mo the moog logo but it doesn't sound anything like it sorry um, I'm
1: mispronouncing yeah. it with that moog i'm uh, I'm a yeah. philistine hey man
3: i I could totally be wrong too I think it's moog
0: no it's it is I, moog I, I, yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually mog. I play Final Fantasy quite a bit <laughs> the sounds yeah, that come a, out of it's that a guy a <laughs> it's uh
1: yeah I think duckman had a uh, a moog st- show store joke as well i think when when we did that podcast the No, s- yeah the fun machine was out oh, that uh, That was Michelinille. Okay. No, I'm thinking of King Chicken Chicken owned one of them too in his house too. So yeah, that was the other one. We've had so many of those jokes in in recent episodes. This was
0: like, uh, I think 80s was peak mall, but this is just as people were learning about buying things online. So I think the decline mm -hmm. happened here. Like this is the beginning of the downfall of the mall.
1: Yeah, you're right. In 2000, this is one of the last times I could make a joke about like the mall. We all go there. We know these things. Hadn't been killed by Amazon and the big box retailers just yet. Now this ha- this has to be the end of malls, right? Right now, like,
0: if if they're not dead already, they this this is it. This, this is just yeah, I they're, guess, they're in it's, hospice it's, care. Yeah,
3: <laughs> there's a mall uh, close to my old house that I moved from, and what was really interesting was in kind of an attempt to stay alive, um, they were taking those those empty kind of dead storefronts and doing pop up like mm. local pop ups. Like, do you want like a taste of Portland? You know, do you want to to get locally handmade coffee and stuff? And they would just rent it temporarily. It'd be like one month only.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It
3: it made me kind of excited for the idea of a mall that, you know, centers that. Like the idea of a rotating selection of shops that are just there for a month or two, like actually Mm. sounded kind of neat to me, but I have no idea how successful it was.
0: I still like malls a lot and when I visited home for the last time uh, a few years ago or a year ago rather I went to my local mall I probably talked about this on podcast before but it is like 80% of the storefronts are closed mm-hmm. it might as well be abandoned <laughs> and then there is like local stores in it and maybe like oh that Chick-fil-A is still open that was predates me but that's basically it.
1: <laughs> you can't stop the that uh, Christian chicken seller they've, no. got, they've got Christ <laughs> on their side and they can't they're, shut them down.
0: they're very close to an entrance which is why they're still around <laughs> and whenever I go to Canada hopefully I'll be going there uh, a lot more soon uh, I would have my my fiance like just take me to a mall I want to see what Canadian malls are like (laughs) and for whatever reason yeah, at least in vancouver malls are thriving like people go to malls every storefront is open there's like crowds here it reminded me of like being in the mall in like
1: 1994 that's wild i mean well when i visited tokyo their malls were still pretty active up until early 2018 that's the last time i was there but yeah i think uh you know i haven't visited my local childhood mall in like five years and it was basically it was like basically a movie theater that was still active attached to a rotting body like that pretty much everything else was uh was gangrene except for that movie theater uh but yeah as bart and millhouse are having some fun at the mall they then find out it's closing and they don't know what to do uh they go they run up into the air vents so i like bart's direction of like quiet just keep scurrying that's a good one
3: <laughs> i love that it happens uh immediately including trapping stan uh, oh, yeah. inside there the shutters just roll down instantly and you see stan uh, disappear right. behind the metal door
1: uh i guess he's uh, just gonna enjoy his uh his machines all night long hmm. so yeah then bart and millhouse uh drop down into some kind of store and uh, they realize they're surrounded by it's they think they land in golden worms but it turns out it's chocolate and gummy Gummy, and uh, I do think their their reactions in this montage is is just so similar to the season nine thing where Bart and Ralph have the the magic key that oh can right. open any door.
0: <laughs> it is like kid chaos, mm-hmm. having kid like unlimited freedom as a kid
3: yeah and and very specifically like um dawn of the dead
0: yeah right? yeah
3: like, you know yeah. like uh, oh you being alone in a consumer
1: paradise and having no mm. rules like it was fantasy
0: yeah i mean there's a zombie reference later and it was pretty hip to reference dawn of the dead in in the year 2000 oh
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. that was that was the cool guy thing like you, you oh. could really get a lot of cred if you said um dawn of the dead is way better than night of the living dead okay
0: Mm-hmm. what it says about consumerism is chilling <laughs> Chill. and also an accident <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, but yes Barton, uh, Barton Millhouse's reaction to the candy it's a cute little clip here
6: where are we going why just keep scurrying uh, worms gold wait this is just chocolate chocolate and these are gummy worms gummy Warheads, jelly bellies <laughs> We're like two kids in a candy store. Yes!
1: <laughs> uh, when I did like the gag of Bart eating that one type of fr- uh, fruit-flavored candy and, uh, like, it losing flavor within four seconds and just spitting it out, That's uh, I think it's pretty realistic for that old-timey candy. Sort of, it reminded me of
0: working at a grocery store. And we had all those like giant like bins full of bulk candy. And it mm. took me like a few months into working there to realize like, oh, just steal food. It's fine. Everyone's stealing food left <laughs> and right. So just like you'd be stocking shelves. You just swing by the candy aisle, grab some pieces of candy and, you know, hit the road.
1: Uh, man, that's so that's so nice. When I worked at the movie theater, you had to like, whoops, uh, somebody returned an M&M's. Uh, cash out, too bad, and then you just eat it. It's like, been 20
0: years. I can't be tried for this.
1: <laughs> uh, well, just like Marge eating that grape, though, you need to apologize to God, Bob. That's, uh, you broke a commandment.
0: <laughs> I'll make my peace with him soon enough.
1: <laughs> also in their, their bits, I like them going to the, uh, the Big Cookie Store, which uh, Homer bought a Big Cookie from in season two.
0: Big Cookie Stores are no longer a thing. Oh,
1: man. Well, the original <laughs> cookie
0: is what it was called
1: well that uh well, also that type of candy bin thing i feel like that is that is another thing the virus oh, uh yeah. cleanliness has gotten all, all up of too. our
0: mr bulkies are just being set on fire now <laughs> cleansing them
3: I, I don't miss communal food troughs I, I think that that was probably something we should have thought of you know
1: before the pandemic but it puts you closer with your fellow man when you're all like you know, putting your <laughs> gross fingers on the same thing
0: just sticking that filthy hepatitis covered shovel into a (laughs) bin full of (laughs) warheads
3: the the mall is like the number one place for communal bins because that's how you get legos as well
1: ah yeah i I
3: remember just feeling really good to put my hand in a bunch of legos and then realizing how many kids horrible disease little mitts have gone in there well let's not
1: even talk about the fun pits in uh uh, mcdonald's uh i also i like that behind the scenes at the giant cookie place that they just have a giant roll of uh pre-made cookie dough that they slice (laughs) out that's really great Uh, yeah
0: they name check toll house for some reason like that's the cookie dough choice
1: and and i like that the i think i of the only memes i've seen made of this one the image of the stuff shooting out of millhouse's nose i think i have seen that one shared around uh just because it's a funny it's a funny millhouse drawing and big cookie i wonder if that's the one with macum and damian nuts that bart's eating uh, and then, very briefly, it becomes a Jaws parody. Oh, right, yeah.
2: Oh my God! Look at this place. How could this happen? It's candy chewed, wigs pulled from stands, cheese packages poked and repoked. <laughs> Every
5: sign points to one obvious culprit: <laughs> a giant rat you'll have to shut down the mall on president Day weekend are you crazy <laughs> crazy with concern for the public yes now shut this place down before the old folks come in for their morning
0: walk and that's our dawn of the dead joke
1: yes yeah that's great i uh man but just that it becomes like a giant shark in the cop trying to shut it down but he actually succeeds he does a lot better than uh roy Scheider, uh, roy shire whatever well, how he does it in jaws Rob Schneider Rob Schneider thank you <laughs> <laughs> I sure kind of want to be well. uh, I kind of want to be a mall walker now basically every morning I walk I walk around my neighborhood a couple miles so you know in a way I'm a mall walker and I I see actually the same uh, couple of old uh, old folks walking by and we wave at each other now we've got we've got Aww. that level of familiarity <laughs> uh, but also cheese packages poked and repoked great line. <laughs> That's great yeah yeah, which is what kids do, man. If I saw a cheese package as a kid, poke Definitely away. poking that
0: cheese. <laughs> it's so cold and satisfying.
1: Uh, and then squishes right back. It's like cold Silly Putty. Uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, so Wiggum, it briefly is going to become a Wiggum versus the boys kind of thing. Uh, while meanwhile, Lisa is having a really hard time learning to dance.
7: Okay, from Tappa Tappa Tappa. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> feet sad. Uh, Let's take five. What am I doing wrong little Vicky? Well you're falling a lot. Maybe you should work on that. (laughs) Well no offense but maybe I need a little more instruction than just tappa tappa tappa. Why back when I was your age I had 43 movies under my belt and I had to do it without tappa 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 I would have killed for tappa 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 Sorry I'm just frustrated Well you'll never save grandpa's farm with that attitude. You've just got to turn that frown upside down that's a smile, not an upside-down frown. Work on
1: that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Work on that, too. Oh, so mean. So mean. Well, it's like Lisa can't do anything right in little Vicky's eyes like that. And and it's it's so real how they've got little Vicky. Like, when I was growing up, I didn't even have that. So you're lucky. And also, uh, I have no other way to teach you other than just say, you suck. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, You feel so bad for Lisa, but... Vicky, like, even she can't do a smile. What is the difference between a smile huh. and an upside-down frown? Vicky knows. Whatever
0: it was, Lisa was not doing it.
1: <laughs> uh, and also, we're just saying, like, not going to save Grandpa's farm that way. Another great line. Like, uh, everything little Vicky says, I just love it. Uh, The next scene begins with Homer and Marge getting (laughs) a a postcard from Bart. I feel like Bart's in danger of revealing his whole scheme by sending him that. Uh,
0: (laughs) Classic blunder on Bart's part. (laughs) Writing from the old vitamin barn. Uh,
3: Yeah, The the idea of getting a vitamin barn postcard is hilarious to me. (laughs) And I would do that. Like, I think that sending a postcard that's the outside of a mall story is very funny.
1: Uh, I guess Mark could count on Homer not getting it and having no thoughts about it. Uh, And so then... Lisa appears and like many of us who start a thing and you're instantly not good at it you want to quit I I, I mean I had this with uh and I didn't have a little Vicky I had very supportive teachers but it was when I was taking Japanese class uh as an adult like uh, eight years ago I did good with the first one because they were like afternoon classes on the weekend but then the second run of it was 7 a.m in the city and I was like I don't fucking live in the city i gotta wake up at 5 a.m to do i i did it for two weeks and then i was like fuck this like i i I should have stuck with it i probably could be uh chatting away in conversational japanese now if i hadn't uh but uh, someday someday there'll be a japanese class that won't be at a bad time of the day for me uh but yeah in this case marge and homer are the most supportive they have ever been to lisa in the show the complete opposite how they usually (laughs) act
5: there's our broadway baby
8: mm. hey dig that crazy rhythm i'm just walking listen i know i said i wanted to be a dancer but and you will be a dancer
2: look at you all sugar and spice instead of equations and test tubes your daddy's <laughs> precious dancing queen
5: and you look adorable
2: mm. now honey what were you trying to say before we kept interrupting with our loving proudness Yes,
5: our (laughs) tiny tapper. What was it you were going to say after I wanted to be a dancer, but?
8: But I just need more practice. See ya. Oh, what's that awful sound? The furnace? It's me. Oh. Oh.
0: (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: there's some good apparent blindness there
1: uh, i love that i i love the term loving proudness like that's so funny <laughs> i like that homer's line also makes it clear that he's he's uh in a very sexist way happy that lisa is doing something feminine instead of uh test tubes, equations
0: and test tubes
1: yeah uh and they the one time they've decided to be nice but i also just love marge's very stupid line of like what were you going to say after I wanted to be a dancer, but (laughs) (laughs) once they know it's Lisa, their objectivity goes away and they, they just love every sound being made.
0: Lisa raised the bar too high I think I think in so the household.
1: yeah that's uh, Bart would be telling her right now she should have been coasting on, on uh, disappointment all these years uh, so then we come back from commercial break to our second of the two of movie parodies
0: yes this one I mean there were several of these types of movies uh, so I, I believe it's a parody of the film The Little Colonel mm. uh, but uh, Shirley Temple was in uh, four movies with Bill Bojangles Rob Robinson and this is one of them Uh, and uh, just uh, so yeah Harry Shearer doing this voice and Mike Scully said uh, when he was in the booth he said how racist do you want this
1: They definitely wouldn't have this voice acting choice now. Yeah, Uh, but I think they knew. Like, the Shearer saying that is him accepting that. Like, this is a parody of the racist portrayals of characters like in these movies. Like, because I, I don't think the actor himself, Bojangles, talked in that way. But he was instructed to by white directors. He was, yeah, the
0: magic black man, and then he was like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I don't know nothing about blank. You yes, know yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, in other words i don't want to repeat on yeah, other, yeah yeah but uh the the whole dance sequence is very well done too like and,
0: I, and no gags outside of the cat like the fake rubbing its eyes cats <laughs> that's
3: my the, favorite but then visual. it dances perfectly afterwards yeah it feels <laughs> like there's like a
0: little person in a cat costume at that point
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a fake uh, the, this the, is a great episode for animals and the simpsons yes like I, I love the way that the simpsons draw animals and their facial expressions and the cat looking shock shockingly disbelieving and then getting up and uh just having a big <laughs> dancing smile they
0: love that uh, cat so funny. much it comes up in the uh the stinger it like interrupts yeah. the credits the gracie film logo it pops up mm-hmm.
1: they've never had a visual interruption of the gracie film logo but they, lo- they love that shot so much i mean the the impossibly long cat arms coming sideways <laughs> from the screen to wipe its face is so good like because I uh, mean, you can just imagine the people working on it on the day. They're like, "Well, if we put the cat arms in front of the cat, it kind of bats at them. So we got to come in sideways uh, to really make it work on the cat." Like, ah, uh, so and and all the dancing animation is just really well done. I mean, I it feels like sometimes there's some dropped frames or it's like not obviously as as uh, fluid as a dance sequence would be with like in a cinematic. Uh, animated feature, but uh, they they don't have that kind of money for that and uh but i think they do really good for this uh parody like it does have the feel of one of those old-timey movies yeah they're
0: they're not moving the camera around very much It's just like a flat shot of like characters performing and of mm. like almost like proscenium staging
1: totally yeah that's like so uh you i would never watch those movies in full i maybe have seen clips of things like this because that's all those movies were that they were like well you're gonna get to see an excellent dance sequence in between a bunch of plot that is completely meaningless and garbage, like of just, oh I'm I'm ever so sad my cat's going to die. Like just mm. junk like that. Or saving grandpa's farm or they're they're all just setups for like uh like the get happy song that Judy Garland sings. Nobody remembers the you know all of the plot about building up the farmhouse to save the farm. From before that, they just remember that great dance sequence. Singing in the Rain had a pretty good plot. I will agree. Yeah, this that's the first good. time yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good plot for like an hour, and then he's like, and then I imagine this would be in the movie. Yeah, and it's just a long mm-hmm. uh, symbolic sequence. It's it's
0: very silly in that it's just like they find ways to justify. Well, it's like well, his friend is tap dancing and singing to cheer him up. It's mm-hmm. like oh no, this is a rehearsal. Now it's just like well they're just singing in their apartment because they're insane yes yeah. it's the morning and they've, they've gone insane uh,
1: i mean they have been up all night bob i'd, I'd be i'd be dancing and singing and breaking my couch all the same as as uh debbie reynolds was <laughs> the make them laugh that maybe is my favorite in that it's the it's a great danny Kaye's great yeah in that. yeah i just uh, imagine how
0: much like nerve damage he did for that one scene though yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, but uh, yes, uh, after that, Lisa realizes the cat dances better than she does, and she's not. she's got no chance. Uh, then the cat we,
3: dance is really good, though. I think Lisa's <laughs> being a little hard
1: on herself. Can't compare yourself to a professional movie cat of the 30s. The cat's been <laughs> trained and abused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and is long dead. Meanwhile, we cut back to Wiggum in a bit of a, uh, well, I guess actually it's a mall rat scenario. <laughs> we'll
5: catch that mall rat hope this acme kit works gosh that cheese looks good think i could grab it before that anvil hits oh i don't know chief it's a million to one i like those odds <laughs> <laughs> Oh! my mistake was grabbing the cheese
0: <laughs> it's funny it's funnier that it doesn't hit him in the head it hits him between his shoulder blades it seems more painful
1: yeah you're right yeah <laughs> uh it lets him say a line afterwards too instead of being knocked unconscious yeah maybe maybe too since they knew they were going to crush the head of a, of a cat true, later yeah. they're like i haven't hit a different place uh but his his lines are like i like those lines. uh and my mistake was grabbing the cheese like so a Wiggum, underrated wigum episode this one he's really great there's and again man there's a good deleted scene here that uh i wish was in the episode where wig is yeah. saying he got the cheese like he stole it from a, a business and lou asks him like uh hey you need a court order to do that he's like well if the mayor's got a problem with it he's just got to speak to this and he pulls out a piece of, <laughs> piece of paper that is an official court order signed by the mayor <laughs> yeah i think lou goes signed cited and everything <laughs> and he's like yeah so that's why i don't think he'll be bothered by it. <laughs> but, uh that it's another of those jokes that i'm like god we'd be quoting this all the time if it had been in the episode But that tap dancing, it takes up a lot of time and you can't cut. If you cut that, it's a real pain on the animators. Then we see that Frank somehow got hired to build a spaceship that he seems to be treating like a real spaceship (laughs) with like wires and everything inside. But Lisa finds out she isn't getting a part.
7: Okay, kids. Tonight's the big night. Now, remember, the important thing is to just dance flawlessly. Excuse me, why isn't my name in the program? It is, silly. You've got the most important part of all. Curtain puller? No one can see the show if the curtain isn't open. My parents are counting on seeing me dance. And I've worked ever so hard. (laughs) I'm sorry, Lisa. But giving everyone an equal part when they're clearly not equal is called what again, class? Communism! That's right. And I didn't tap all those Morse code messages to the Allies till my shoes filled with blood, just to roll out the welcome mat for the Reds. Ugh. All right. I'll be the stupid curtain puller.
8: <laughs> Smoothly. <laughs> puller, puller, puller.
5: <laughs> I get your pull puller, puller. puller. Excuse me, Lisa, but I couldn't help but overhear your nerdly predicament. Maybe I can be of assistance with the dancing and the twisting and the kung fu fighting.
1: I like to think that little Vicky had befriended Ayn Rand in, yeah. in her life. that She was part of that early objectivist collective. This feels
0: like it's uh, the same message as The Incredibles. Ah, you're right. A very yeah. popular film.
1: <laughs> if everybody's special, then no one is. I mean, this definitely is putting Vicky in stark contrast to uh what most teachers do which is probably the right thing to do or a better thing to do with kids which like look who cares if you're bad at it every kid should get a chance don't make a uh, it doesn't matter if a performance is good of a thing nobody cares about so just yeah. let every kid dance and don't make him feel like shit uh, yeah. but uh, that's not what vicky agrees with she probably also wants kids to still be playing dodgeball that little vicky <laughs>
3: I, I like the uh, the very subtle little note of Lisa picking up little Vicky's language. Oh yes.
1: You know, yeah. I, mean,
3: I I tried ever so hard, like just picking up that, that cadence that comes up a couple times in this episode.
1: Lisa gives an extra smile when she says that. She's like, huh, ah, come on, I'm I'm fluffing mm-hmm. your ego by saying ever so. I just I, I enjoy how
0: patronizing pola pola pola. she's even bad at like pulling the, the curtain open.
1: Vicky won't let her do anything yeah. on her own. It's it's so cruel. Yeah. And that, that also so uh she tapped morse codes that's so funny till her shoes filled with blood Yeah. uh just to roll out a welcome wagon for the reds love that she's and obviously the cold war long over in 2000 but she is carrying that onward uh there, so, there's a
3: really dark implication here too where because she says what's that called children and all the other dancers are like communism which rough. implies that she's been teaching them her objectivist uh, philosophy you know, between true. dance lessons
1: yeah you know she's uh she knows this these are the right kids to indoctrinate like she's she's planning for the future a bunch of a bunch of new Ben Shapiro's were born in that <laughs> class.
3: And my Terry and Terry uh, co-run TP USA. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like I like too. I think in the Scully years, they were doing more stuff where Frank would befriend the kids. Like he'd I uh, like this especially him connecting with Lisa and the nerdiness. It reminds me too of they saved Lisa's brain.
0: Yeah, like, they give him a reason to be in this scene, not just because he's Frank. Yeah, he's... And to help Lisa.
1: He's building a rocket ship. But uh, could you... They must still sell him, but I haven't seen anything in, like, those dancing Coke can things in a long time.
0: I haven't either, and apparently that was, like, a, a fad, like, novelty item in, like, the mid-80s. I didn't know, like, it was that specific, but yeah, the dancing Coke can mm-hmm. was, like, the fun, like, the, oh, the yeah. cool novelty thing.
3: Yeah, I I, I have owned several dancing coke cans as a kid <laughs> the uh, kind of thing that my my parents would get and get bored of and then give to me <laughs> and i would stand and play music and it would you know it'd lurch
1: oh uh, that's funny uh, i i had the opposite of i would beg my parents for these things and they wouldn't get them for me they bought me a lot of crap but <laughs> if it was on a vacation nor that's normally when i'd see one of these things and i'd be like hey we're on vacation buy me that and uh they were usually less ready to do that
3: Where's the uh, dancing cat ear medicine can?
1: <laughs> uh, you, you have to mod
0: your Coke can, uh, but you you violate the warranty in that way, so I wouldn't.
3: I'm going to download some plans from the dark web. Do
1: uh, also in this uh, scene here, it looks like there's a globe with darts attached to it that looks a lot like the artist's rendering of what the coronavirus looks like, so oh. I'm pretty sure the Simpsons predicted this, uh, in this in this one scene here. I mean, obviously... Frank's plan of taking the dancing thing that reacts to clapping and putting it in Lisa's shoes absolutely makes no sense. It doesn't physically work in any way. He should
0: have altered it in some way, like yeah. added something to it. But what, I mean, whatever. Yeah, who
1: cares? But there, uh, it's. Uh, I feel like another episode would have worked slightly harder on an next a uh, physical explanation for it. But you he, know what? He just
3: pulled out a pair of shoes like instead of taking the chip out just been like i've been studying this technology here's some dance sho- you know here's some oh. shoes that
1: do that yeah it's true just give her right. magic shoes instead of augmenting her own i you know i bet if uh, if all those dorks hadn't been taken over to the futurama writers room i bet they'd have pitched that kind of mm. thing but but colin and keeler are not there anymore uh so uh so yes lisa gets some electronic help with her new shoes uh then we cut back to the mall for the final scene of that sequence and uh i know it's animal violence and it's kind of cruel but i really laughed hard at that cat uh, hit. i'm
0: gonna assume it lived
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's just sleeping bob <laughs> upside down and inside out <laughs>
0: and there's a backup lion
1: yeah <laughs> oh god just the quickness of like jump out hit the cheese bam uh, you want me to release the backup line yeah it's yes.
0: Yes, please. And these yeah. are female lions, the hunters. Oh, okay. These are male lions. I didn't catch that. Yeah. That's smart. Well, they don't mention that, but I know that from Lion King. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's right. The <laughs> yeah. classic
0: uh, movie.
1: Then there's another deleted scene. That's why I pulled up the deleted scene so Means Bob could watch it, because when the lion is revealed to see the boys, it's very distracting that Milhouse is putting a shirt on after that scene. <laughs> I, I don't know what was going on until now we found out.
0: Yeah, Milhouse was diving for change in the, uh, the pond in the pool in the mall and uh, goldfish were going where they shouldn't is what he says (laughs) i love that yeah
1: where they oughtn't and he's like looking into the front of his pants that's funny uh but the filth of swimming around in that pool and pulling out pennies like yeah it's (laughs) oh
0: yeah all the fountains were removed from my mall ages ago the the Uh, fountain was a like a just a fixture of the malls That's so sad.
1: All those pennies. uh, The the town's worst (laughs) soups. Like right there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so, yes, there's a little bit of uh, the mountain lion attacking here. I've got a sound clip.
5: Okay, Mr. Rat. We've got a little playmate for you. Should I get the (laughs) backup lion, Chief? Would you?
6: (laughs) Can you see the lion anywhere? Well, do you see him or not? (laughs) Are you saying he's right on the other side of that plant? (laughs) Okay.
1: I like the line doesn't make a sound until Bart opens the yeah. <laughs> thing. And if if you're not like
0: uh, 90 years old, uh, Milhouse is making Lou Costello noises. Like mm. when he sees a, a Frankenstein perhaps or a Wolfman or a giant gorilla. <laughs> I thought it was like a Three Stooges thing, but no.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I've never seen any...
3: like I've seen your curly I've seen
1: I've seen your ship too yeah that's that's in uh, the vampire lounge in Burns's house
0: I was exposed to so much Three Stooges as a kid but never Abbott and Costello never seen anything Mm. except for like the Warner Brothers uh, versions of those characters the the mice
1: you you must have at least seen like one version of who's on first right you probably saw Uh, that.
0: probably that in like uh, uh, like clip packages but
1: never like Mm. Abbott and Costello meets whatever
0: (laughs) go here I
1: recall in childhood that saw saw tributes to Abbott and Costello and they mainly existed because Jerry Seinfeld was a huge fan of them. And so he was just like, I can make an Abbott and Costello documentary happen by the snap of my fingers. Cause I'm that powerful in the, in the nineties. The reaction shot, I like how it's it's played almost too long, but I like that Bart cannot understand that Milhouse's reaction clearly means that <laughs> the mountain lion's on the other side. Uh, they run off. They think they find an exit, but it's actually an exit that's coming soon. That's a good little misdirect. And uh, then they're about to be torn apart. Bart gets the smart idea of grabbing a ball of yarn, distracting the cat with it, and It's almost too cute until at the snap of a finger, the mountain lion jumps on Millhouse and starts tearing him apart until a new ball of yarn appears.
0: (laughs) I I personally needed a funny yarn store sign, and I didn't get one. Uh, There's just a a bin of yarn outside of a store.
1: uh, You know, uh, they could pitch on that yarn store name all night, Bob, or they could go and hug their children. Uh, (laughs) Those kids are all grown
0: up now. They would have forgiven their dads.
1: If they'd see that yarn joke now at 23 and they'd be like, I appreciate you missing my baseball game for that, (laughs) then this yarn joke needed to happen. I like to the uh, just the reveal of Millhouse torn up back and hair. Not
0: not enough for me, frankly. Mm. If this was if this was Homer, I think we'd see like visible spine, yeah, like yeah. organs. You see his
3: ribs i can't like happened like, uh, i can't remember what it is but there's one where his back gets torn open like a cabinet
1: yeah that would be the badger that was in yeah. the uh the sandal helper's house yeah tale yeah. to springfield i
0: think that's the episode yeah
1: mm. they're like dad are you okay yeah and he pulls up his shirt and his has exposed intestines <laughs> i think too he take homer takes some damage and a part of his brain is poking out in another one <laughs> yeah uh, but that might have been a tree house, that I'm not completely sure on.
0: I guess they can't uh, like, expose mill houses like innards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's there's a fine line of how violent you can be with Millhouse, but they push it farther every time. I mean, he it wasn't that long ago. Milhouse gets like knocked unconscious by, by Marge uh with a with a phone, right? A yeah, baby monitor. Yeah, baby monitor to the dome. Yeah. But uh, but Wiggum lets us know that everything's fine now.
6: You okay, Milhouse? Nothing that a handful of gummy bears can't fix. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, well. Looks like the cat got the rat. And that's the end of that tale.
2: Uh, Chief, should we try and get the mountain lion back in its crate? I repeat.
1: I love that the dusting of hands they they were very into the dusting of hands in this time on the Simpsons uh, I'm
3: so worried about that lion <laughs> swallowing an entire ball of you know of yarn
1: it's gonna hurt coming gonna, out of yeah that I mean yeah. if you've
0: ever had like a, a petty like dental floss or whatever mm-hmm. it's a journey coming out the <laughs> other end
1: uh let's let's just say he coughs it up in the next scene let's <laughs> say that uh, and i know well i guess too it's just a loose mountain lion walking around the mall from then on and right after that there's one more deleted scene of uh, a scalper outside of the dance recital that uh, homer buys 300 <laughs> tickets from yeah even though he has his own <laughs> tickets uh
0: well we don't <laughs> see him buy them the scene ends with uh, him pulling out money and, like uh, thousands of dollars
1: yeah homer has like a a rich man's wad of Cash he's pulling out too, like the the kind that a rich guy in a movie has. Like, well, I, I have too much money to have a wallet, uh, and the and the scalper guy is the same scalper from the Super Bowl as well. Okay, but yes, we return backstage. Everybody's getting ready for the big dance.
7: Little Vicky, I figured out how to dance. I can be in the show now. I'm sorry, Lisa. People go to a children's dance recital expecting a certain level of professionalism, but, but you don't understand. <laughs> I ate too much plastic candy. <laughs> Heavens to Betsy! The star of the show is sick. Whatever will we do? There's only one person who can get us out of this pickle. Lisa? Yes? Help me into Ralph's costume. <laughs> <laughs> Showtime, children! Let's go! Okay, curtain puller. This is your moment to shine. Go, oh, it's too important. I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Lean, muscular children of Mars, we bring you candy. (laughs)
6: Let's
7: walk over to them. Why walk when you can dance?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Where's Lisa? Shh. Blood is hard enough
1: to follow as it is. So season season
0: one brought us where's that Bart? We finally have where's Lisa? Ah uh, yeah, uh,
1: those are the kind of exclamations made for Marge. What about uh. the quickie
0: bar? <laughs> uh, yeah, like this reminds me for whatever reason. I know it's like Vicky is like stuck in the past, so this is like a, uh, like an atomic age side kind of like setting. Mm-hmm going to mars it reminds me of santa claus conquers the martians where the martians are standing for communists and the american children go there to teach them about like candy and chocolate cake wow. and they eat pills for dinner and everything You're
1: right yeah mm-hmm. like they know nothing of christmas in the, on mars now the
0: children want chocolate cake for dinner
1: <laughs> oh droppo yeah, the laziest <laughs> man on Mars.
0: I've seen that movie forty times uh, with with riffing. Yeah, with uh, every every version of riffing that's happened, I've seen the movie <laughs> alongside it.
1: Let's see, did Rift tracks do it too. I need to see Titanic did. Yeah, but, so there's yeah. like
0: there's like three versions of it you can watch <laughs> Rift
1: uh I I just have the MST3K one so memorized I and I I watched the cinematic Titanic one once but yeah you're right Bob it is so the art is there life on Mars 50s kind of thing I I definitely think she's been doing the same making kids do the same tap dancing thing since 1953 like I think it's just been the same for over 50 years now and and the costumes are all the same too I mean I also love just like Vicky can't imagine in that lisa would do it so she's like oh yeah. it's gonna be me like that, that was lisa her plan
3: re- playing uh, fallout boy
1: yeah <laughs> actually it's well, the same joke i can right play there. that <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah the well also the the dimpling machine i love that in how cruel it is but also she got hit with the dimpling machine too growing up you can tell she's like huh, what am i saying might <laughs> uh and and yeah too that she's very insistent like that a children's dance recital is expecting a certain level of professionalism god love that also ralph knows the candy is plastic like he doesn't he doesn't say i ate too much candy he says i ate too much plastic you candy. can handle a little
0: plastic in your digestive system <laughs> not this much
1: and uh yeah i and i love the descriptor of lean muscular children of mars
0: and they sing uh they sing and tap to spaceship lollipop uh and that is from the uh well the good ship lollipop is from the 1934 movie bright eyes with Shirley temple we saw a pair of that
1: in uh, Homer Kong. Yeah, I never, uh, until preparing for this, I never actually watched the Shirley Temple version. I I just think the good ship lollipop has two and a half lines that are then interrupted by being eaten. Yes. Like that's, that's how I only know it as the Simpsons version. Where the bears then. God, that's how
0: it goes. Not eaten by Homer in the real movie.
1: Sadly. Yeah. She just like walks. It's kind of boring. She's like walking down a train. She's just like singing to a bunch of dads in a train. <laughs> I don't understand why. Though the version I saw on YouTube was also like annoyingly colorized. So it was damaging to my eyes to watch. Uh, the parody version of The Good Ship Lollipop is kind of funny, I guess. Uh, gingerbread men like to do hip hop.
6: On the spaceship. Lollipop. Gingerbread.
2: There she is. Hi, honey. Wow. Look at her go. Yeah. That pressure we put on her really paid off.
7: What are you doing?
8: I can't help it. It's the shoes.
7: Nobody upstages little Vicky. <laughs>
8: getting started
0: yeah you don't really hear enough lyrics maybe like if you listen very closely there's Mm. funny stuff but it's not really devoted too much to being a parody
1: but as lisa is sadly standing off stage her feet find the power to dance and uh, as more and more percussion is no- made she dances on the stage and I love Marge and Homer celebrating like wow that pressure we put on her really paid off <laughs> but uh, uh,
0: this, this animation is so good I watched oh, it a few yeah. times and uh, like, kudos to the director and her team just for being asked to do this and not mm-hmm. quitting
1: yeah <laughs> so it's gonna be an extended like m- matching up with the animation of dancing for, like these incredibly complicated dance moves in an old timey style i think some of the posing really reminded me of like the gene kelly dancing with jerry the mouse uh cartoon yeah
0: pose. and she even does the make him laugh like matrix wall run
1: you're right yeah man he was you're right danny k was wall running way before it was uh kung fu <laughs> from here, edge uh, yeah. hell yeah was uh, from Edge. and uh and in my first viewing of this, as Lisa starts dancing better and better and challenging little Vicky, I I recall in 2000 when I first saw this, I was sure little Vicky was going to dance herself to death.
0: Me too, I think.
1: I thought like that seemed like the obvious and mean place to go. And especially like, obviously, if Shirley Temple just played this character, you wouldn't kill her because you'd be respectful to the guest star to an extent. Well, when you make up little Vicky in, you're not going to bring her back. Now, I kept thinking, especially with how mean this season has been, that they just kill little Vicky. Like she's an old woman being pushed to dance as hard as she can to keep up with a robot thing. And also it kind of has the feeling of like a... John Henry. John Henry. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's
0: true. How did I forget the last...
1: How can I forget the last name that is my name? What's the name? Oh, me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They
0: they were, they were killed Ma, but they let little Vicky live.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that. If I'm
3: not dying <laughs> nice, to little Vicky could live. Don't be naive. It's true. <laughs> it's all it's all part of the Iron <laughs>
1: Also, with this tap-dancing freakout, I think for a moment I conflated it with the one that happens to Butters in, uh, in South Park. Oh,
0: I don't recall that one.
1: Oh, uh, Butters was... It's in the You Got Served parody yeah, episode. Yeah, uh, I, I
0: was watching that late. Or where, 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: only only 15 years ago, I Whew. think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one, Butters had an accident on stage tap-dancing, which killed hun- uh, like dozens of people, but... Uh, that's uh, Lisa here. She only threatens to kill everybody and that is a really just a cute drawing of Homer tripping her, and then she's just flat on her back with her legs. Uh, yeah, moving.
0: just very, very a very gentle trip that that Homer <laughs> lays out. Very sweet. Right yeah.
3: before that, there's like the, I love that. March goes, Lisa's gone berserk. Oh yes, like yeah. really loud. I love that excla-
1: <laughs>
0: exclamation!
1: <laughs> She'll kill us all. <laughs> uh, uh, and so the episode ends with the truth revealed. Uh, I guess actually, the truth revealed twice.
7: Self tapping shoes. I'm ever so pissed. I'm sorry, (laughs) Vicky. I just wanted to be a dancer so badly. I understand. We all do crazy things when we're desperate. I once destroyed Buddy Epson's credit rating. Why? He knows why.
5: (laughs) Jesus, Mary and Glavin. These shoes are in the off
2: position.
8: You mean I danced all by myself? See, honey? All you needed was to believe. What
2: are you talking about, Professor Frank? They're clearly in the on position. See? On. I was merely trying to spare the girl's feelings, you insensitive clod.
8: Oh. Oh! (laughs)
2: Well, now that I look even closer...
8: Forget it, Dad. I guess I'm never gonna be your Broadway baby.
2: That's not true, honey. You can always write a depressing Broadway play of some kind.
8: You think so? Sure. It could be a
2: story about people coming to terms with things. <laughs> hey, yeah, you could load it up with lots of swears. That's what David Mamet does.
8: Oh, I love you guys. Uh oh, it's out of the matrix. Nobody
2: move. Why? It's just a cute little weasel. Hello there, Mr. Weasel. When
1: Sure. <laughs> I like his "I'm down there." Yeah, though the, this is seriously the, s- the fifth time this season Homer has screamed over the credits.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like this ending. The, the episode episodes. Funny, but just like what, I, it's unclear what's even happening to Homer. There's so many strange sounds <laughs> happening. Maybe that's the joke. But I'm just like, what is this weasel ball doing?
1: Uh, well, Frank said he was planning to turn it into a weapon. We just don't know what kind. No, I mean, I feel like the joke. I I kind of uh, I've complained that this is too mean as the season. So here I am being a hypocrite. Huh. But I think it would be funnier if Little Vicky danced herself to death and they're like saying like, boy, it's pretty awkward after I guess I killed Little Vicky or whatever. <laughs> I guess they didn't they put the blood on homer's hands but they don't want lisa to accidentally kill someone i guess
0: and and Yardley smith is on the commentary and she's like can't lisa ever win anything (laughs)
1: uh you can tell that really drives her crazy yeah she's getting pretty sick of having lisa always lose i gotta say you know that that joke of homer forgetting to pretend that the dance shoes were off is funny and yet again a futurama joke beat him to the punch on this like yeah. several months earlier
0: and it's funnier yeah so and i second that emotion they're like oh bender your motion chip wasn't working this whole time it's like no wait it was actually working at double capacity <laughs>
1: and i still barely felt anything yeah
0: it, it was a better version of that of this sort of like it was your blank all along your mm-hmm. heart
1: your brain your your own skills <laughs> uh, dumbo's th- feather yeah though i do like homer's uh overcompensating like now that i look even closer yeah, the, oh that
0: really that really made me laugh uh,
1: and what betty epson betty was a straw man was he or no he almost no, was a tin man but
0: he was he was he was almost a tin man but he was famously judd clampett
1: ah uh, right 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 that's right man what did he do to poor little vicky i wonder <laughs> she's well, been it's holding
3: a good a- thing he found that oil reserve after his credit was uh, <laughs>
1: so. that's how he became a hillbilly uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> like Beverly Hills origins.
1: I also wonder <laughs> if they and were joking about that. the if they were joking about rent there with the uh the depressing play that makes you feel things. Oh, uh, we're gonna
0: get a rent joke in uh next episode or uh, two episodes, two episodes from yeah. now. Yeah.
3: yeah, I love that rent joke too. That's gonna be if I watch that episode <laughs> recently. That's pay the rent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nichols died.
1: And, uh, yeah, I think they they liked that music and the dancing so much, they just put it over the credits. Like, it was – they just – bring it back like I mean this is the type of music we don't talk enough about Alf Clausen he's really is so underappreciated even in these you know these later seasons and by later I mean 19 ago (laughs) Uh, but like he if you ask him hey do a Shirley Temple like 30s musical kind of flourish boom he just has got it like it sounds perfect
0: yeah they do Mm old-timey credits too and uh, then we get the Gracie cat sorry Gracie films logo get interrupted by the cat rubbing its eyes
1: I thought this was just a really funny episode with great little Vicky, like cruelty. I think that's why I feel like it's only incomplete in that she doesn't die because she's just so awful the whole episode. I I guess it's nice she learns her lesson. Or I, she barely even learns her lesson. She's yeah. like, you know what? I was right. Lisa's a fake. Like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think the B plot is fine, too. There's some good little just like cartoony comedy. And Bart never comes back from the mall either. So
0: <laughs> it's, it's very light. And uh, again, it's just uh, a nice, refreshing episode after uh, Dark Cloud, a, po- a bunch mm. of polarizing ones. The episode uh, the season ends fairly like l- light and breezy and, mm. and enjoyable, especially the finale.
3: Well, it's a thing too, where like I'm sure you've made this observation a bunch of times, but there's the you know the fulcrum on which Simpson's tips from quote unquote good to bad that everyone talks about is more complicated oh you know, yeah. than, than people give it give it a give it credit for and i think that we had a long stretch of these where it's like this is lots of funny jokes but it doesn't really have a, a coherent ending and there's not a like a great emotional core mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that period lasted a little bit longer than people like to think mm-hmm. you know, Where it's like this is still a funny show like i i like this episode a lot lots of really good jokes it just doesn't have that kind of weird transcendent special touch of having a really interesting coherent and like perfectly putting fitting together a plot or any kind of real heart to it. They're,
1: yeah. They're very know. close to real heart with Lisa wanting to please her parents and all that. But then it just turns into, like, robot shoes that go crazy. <laughs> to pat ourselves on the back, I feel like we've done a
0: good job of dispelling the conventional wisdom. It's like, okay, now here's where the show was bad. No, no, mm-hmm. here's where the show was ruined. And this is after what many consider to be, like, the darkest moment of the show. And they recover so quickly. Oh, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. again, on, on the record, uh, the showrunner was like, yeah, Killing Mon was a mistake. And yeah. we can't, you can't go back and fix that. Mm-hmm. Although Al Jean no, still could.
3: They could. I think it'd be very like we haven't gotten to reincarnation plots yet, but it's true. Like it, it will happen.
0: Although I think after seeing Maud in Heaven with Edna, uh, is that correct? Yeah. I, I don't think we can go back after actually seeing the angel. That's the a angel little,
1: mod. That's a little harder than just having Marvin Monroe show up and saying like I was sick
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> So Gary, thanks for being on the show. Please plug all of your stuff, everything on Duckfeed.tv
0: and how our people out there can listen to your shows and support you.
3: Uh, yeah thank thank you thank you for having me on mm-hmm. really i uh, really do appreciate it yeah you can find me over at duckfeed.tv where i do a host of podcasts. uh primarily the flagship show is called watch out for fireballs it is a games club podcast um of special interest to listeners of this show by the time this episode drops we will be a couple months into our new show orb which is looking at the venture brothers Ooh.
4: Um, we're
3: cornering in on your stees. <laughs> Uh, of the uh, podcast commentary show that is four or five times longer than the episode.
0: Nice. Uh, I, I saw that as soon as you announced your podcast, they, they canceled the show. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we did, we did the death I, I think that there's a good chance that the Venture Brothers will wrap up with a movie or something if they want to. You know, like Futurama came back or Family Guy or something.
1: I think I so. Imagine.
3: But yeah, uh, i are really excited about that and that'll be well underway by the time this episode drops. Awesome. And if you want to uh, get episodes early or get bonus content and such, you can always uh, support us at patreon.com.
0: I'm a proud patron and I love all your shows and you make so much content. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, you, I, you put you. us to shame a little bit even, I think, with your your, your output.
3: Oh no, it's it's a uh, you know family. Religion, uh, you know, <laughs> the things you must slay uh, to be a successful podcaster. Um, yeah. you, you guys are doing great, like right now, and I'm, I'm really happy to be a, a patron
0: as well. Oh, um, thank you. Doing really good work.
1: Uh, well, thank you so much, Gary, and we'd, we'd love to have you back. Definitely.
0: Love to you. Yeah, anytime so thanks so much to gary butterfield for being on our show check out all of his stuff uh, at duckfeed.tv and as for us if you want to check out more of our stuff and get all of our podcasts one week ahead of time and at free please go to patreon.com slash talking simpson. sign up there you'll get just that but also access to everything behind the five dollar paywall that includes over 100 bonus podcasts that also includes all of our limited mini series the most recent of which that's rolling out right now is talking futurama season two part two we're doing yeah we're doing the back half of talking futurama season two uh nine new episodes for patreon and of course all of the older talking futuramas are there as well at patreon.com slash talking simpsons there's so much going on there behind that paywall and you get it all immediately everything we've done for the past three plus years you'll get as soon as you sign up at patreon.com slash talking simpsons and henry what is happening at the ten dollar level you get all the five dollar stuff plus access to one mega long podcast once a
1: month that is just for patrons of that level or higher That's right, Bob. You're talking about the What a Cartoon movie. On our What a Cartoon podcast, we cover a different animated series each week. But once a month, we cover an animated feature film in the same style and often for over four hours. And you can only hear that full podcast if you are a premium level Patreon subscriber. Ten bucks a month at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. You'll get a back catalog that's over two years of exclusive podcasts over a hundred hours our most recent one Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were-Rabbit what a bunch of fun that was the Aardman classic the month before that Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and a huge back catalog please check that out you get that and all of the five dollar stuff Bob just talked about if you're a ten dollar subscriber at patreon.com slash talking simpsons so as
0: for me i've been one of your hosts bob Mackey. you can find me on twitter as bob servo and my other podcast is retronauts that's a classic gaming podcast all about old video games you can find that wherever you find podcasts or go to patreon.com slash retronauts to get access to two exclusive episodes once a month that are just for patrons so again that is patreon.com slash retronauts for the retronauts podcast henry how about you
1: you can follow me henry gilbert on twitter at h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g i'm sure i'm tweeting up a storm right now in december of 2020 also really how are you not yet a follower on twitter of at talk simpsons pod at talk simpsons pod is the official twitter account of this podcast and its network of shows you can stay up to date whenever new stuff is live on the free feed or on the patreon or we've got a poll going on or other news you will stay in the loop if you follow at talk simpsons pod on twitter that's at talk simpsons pod thank you so much for joining us folks we'll see you next
0: time for it's a mad 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 marge and we'll see you then
2: I didn't think, I just acted.